Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm joined today with uh, Jonesy and Jamie. Not Jamie and Jonesy, just uh, mixing it up a little for today because I'm <laughs> feeling I'm feeling spicy. How are you guys doing? Yeah, all right. Wow, blanket silence from Jamie. <laughs> so, okay. I wanted to see what happened when Jonesy gets put on the spot and the answer is, uh, yeah, all right. All right, I'm all right. I'm not feeling particularly spicy. There's not much been going on. Ask me, yeah. me, just me, how I'm doing. Okay. This is directed purely and solely to uh, one James Jimothy Jamison. How are you feeling today? Chris, I am feeling a 9 out of 10 on the Richter scale for wow. happiness. I am on top of the world. But you know what's most important to me? Is how yeah. are you doing, my friend? Uh, well, like I said, I'm a little bit spicy. I wouldn't say 9 out of 10, but hey, I'm, I'm all right. I, I'm actually a year, a year older since you have last heard from me. So Indeed. Old, As America was celebrating whatever it celebrates with the fireworks, you were yes. celebrating your birthday. Uh, I'll have you know, America actually celebrate, celebrates my birthday each year. There we go. Uh, uh, since sense. 1984, it was a, a pro- proclamation declaration of... Uh, fucking who was the president then? Uh, fucking Bill Bush? Clinton, Richard no, Bush. Nixon. Uh, Ronald Reagan? Or was it old uh, Bush? Old Bush. Bush I think it was old Bush. I've always preferred young Bush to old... Wait, what are we talking about? No, maybe it was Reagan, I'm actually. Bu- I don't I'm fucking know. Bush. I'm not American. Anyway, uh, I love you all of our American audience. Guys, if you do not know, we are a gaming podcast and uh, we are available on YouTube. Hopefully you're watching it on YouTube because that's where you get to see these gorgeous mugs and this uh, fresh trim. Oh, oh. Looking nice. pretty nice. swift. Yeah, i got to say, you are looking a little bit like Sonic the Hedgehog, my dude. <laughs> yeah, it's it's full on furry spiky stage. I don't like Spike it. Spike town. You know yeah. what? You've got to go through these periods to get to the full yeah. thickness. The, that the, we need. the, the majesticness of it, as exactly. As you, as you and would be one I've decided to I'm never going to cut it again. Basically, yeah. Okay. Uh, look, don't, don't take this the wrong way, right? I liked it when you were shaved, like fully shaved. But yeah. don't take this the wrong way. But currently, your hair looks like you've had a hair transplant. Oh, the plugs. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it, it does. It's just like is it, little... is it is it because you can see so much on my scalp at the front? Yeah, I think so. But like, it's not to say it, that it's thinning that, or anything, but it's just, that's, that's think, just how I it is. I think it must be like, you're not meant to see that much scalp, are you? Well, to be fair, you don't have to walk around like that all the time, though. I suppose not. <laughs> yeah, and do also, you walk around like this? Hello, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I go scalp first into meetings. Oh that's how I introduce myself. <laughs> yeah, because if for people that don't know, Jamie is quite a tall guy as well, so he'd definitely have to do the head down. <laughs> no one's gonna. I have to lower my head. You're making me out to be some freaking natured Larry Bird motherfucker. I'm like six foot you are one. Larry Bird. That's tall. That's tall. People aren't usually six foot hey, one. Hey, listen, everybody's Larry Bird to me. All right. Anyway, uh, other than YouTube, we are also available on a podcast platform of your choice. I'm talking Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and some of those others. But really, if you're not using those main three, what are you doing with your life? Maybe you should re-examine. And, uh, wow, pray- called the people out who are listening yes. to our podcast you know, on I those fucking, platforms. I fucking will. Okay, I told you, I'm feeling spicy today. My Jeez. nipples are on fire. All right, uh, this show... Yes, Jamie, that's right. This show is sponsored. It's all made possible by our lovely patrons. And you can be a patron too to help keep the dream alive. If you go to patreon.com forward slash super show, you get access to a Discord server. We have tiers where you get uh, extra podcasts. We do have something called... Uh, what do we call it? Super show after, after dark. dark. You know, it's uh, it's basically Jamie's nudes. So, you know, sign up and uh, like I said, keep the dream alive. But we do have some names to call out because these people have been generous enough 
to kind of keep things, keep, keep the hamster wheel turning, as it were. And I'm talking about Brett Zerbrig, Hacksaw Book Read, Manuel Guerrero, Mindful Pig, Nathan Pierce, Peaswad, a new one with Robert Rotemund. Thank you very much, Ooh. good sir. The Dude Abides, William Sherry, and of course the two big dogs, uh, you know, always have a special place in my heart, Lonnie Thompson and Skylar Music. So thank you. Thanks, everyone. Skylar, mu- Skylar Music always to me sounds like one of those music services. Like, uh, like Tidal. I don't even know the names of any. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have you got, have you got Apple Music? No, I've got Skylar Music. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he's heard that so many times in his life, Jensen, that now that you've said it, he's going to cancel his uh, patronage. So thank you for that. He won't. He'll start a uh, massive multi-million dollar streaming platform called Skylar Music. So a bit of a slow week in terms of news, but we've got some surprises for you. But before we jump in, I just want to give a a shout out to San Pellegrino uh, Aranciata Rosa, because it's fucking delicious. What are you guys drinking? Is that like a red orange thing? One of those grapefruit ones? Blood orange, yeah. Yeah, my blood dad always orange. used to pull a fast one on me with that shit because I really like <laughs> orange juice and Tropicana, but he would buy the blood orange type. So I'd pour myself yeah. a glass being like, this is about to be the best morning of my life. And I'd be vomiting 30 seconds later. Yeah, the, <laughs> I, Look, I agree with you. It's usually a, bit, like, it's a little bit too tart, usually. Yeah. But this, if, if you can get your hands on it, this uh, San Pellegrino Aranciata Rosa, it, it doesn't taste anything like that. It just... It, it's pure sugar. It's absolutely. <laughs> it's only. I mean, they, they advertise it proud, but it's only sixteen percent juice. <laughs> wow, I might have more juice than mine, which is you know, the trademark Sh- by this point. Shocking. Uh, the ma- the mango loco, which I was so disappointed today, guys. I, for the first time in a long time, I uh, took a walk, a nice wow. half hour walk. Very nice. And uh, I went to a corner shop on my way and I was like, you know what? Let me buy a monster because, you know, we're recording the podcast today. Let me get myself set up. Went in there. The only monster they had was the fucking original black and green one that tastes like an alcoholic's piss. And uh, nah, wow. not for me. So I was very disappointed, bitterly disappointed, if anything. And uh, yeah, I burnt that store down, needless to say. But anyway, let's carry wow. on. OK, so uh, what have you guys been up to this, this past week? What are you saying, Jamie? What have you been up to? I've been playing games. You got you guys know. I don't know if the folks at home know, but I've been a little bit. Uh, I've had a little bit more free time in my hands the last week or two, so um, I've been putting yeah. that into uh, my gaming, and it's paying paying off big time at the moment. Big, big dividends, actually, yeah. Big, yeah, dividends. exactly. Because I'm completing stuff, and it feels nice. Yeah. Um, have you gone pro on anything? You're on the board of gamers, just bringing in those <laughs> dividends, yeah? I am on the board of gamers, but that's about as pro as it gets. Um, I, in fact, the one competitive game I have been playing for the last couple of months, I've played less of as a result of the fact that I've been playing all this stuff. What, Warzone? Warzone. I think yeah. I've played one, had one Warzone session in the past week. I did get a win during it, but it was an otherwise Fair enough, pretty yeah. rough session. Um no, I, I, in fact, I've played so many games this week, I can't talk about them all. But I will say I finished Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Nice. And How long did it take of, you? It was a... I think I came in under time, so 10 and a half to 11 hours. Okay. Still fairly long for what that game is, and like twice as long as the first game took me. But like not dramatic. And I yeah. think it warrants that, warrants that extra length. A lot of the improvements we were talking about last time with NPCs and vendors and that much bigger map and all the you know extra worlds to explore it felt good i like that game can you That's can you give us game. like a a two sentence jamie review with a with a verdict oh so kind of you put me on the spot <laughs> just to put you on the spot there um i'd say that orion the will of the wisps makes 
a number of notable improvements over its predecessor, learning lessons from not just other Metroidvanias, but other recent games like we talked about last week, like Hollow Knight, with the inclusion of uh, a central hub, NPCs, um, maps, and streamlining the checkpoint system was actually, for me, the thing that really sealed the deal. Um, everything made a lot more sense, and it meant that the kind of the chase and boss sequences that really set that series apart from other Metroidvania games now felt just as exhilarating with, let's say, 66% less frustration. Um, <laughs> wow, that's you, a... Yeah. yeah, you combine that with the the really kind of fluid and surprisingly good feeling... That's a horrible word to use. Good well, feeling like, last time you like, called it majestic, so come on. I mean, majestic! <laughs> Look, basically what I was going to yeah, say majestic. is it still feels really good and looks really good. They already yeah. have Would you say stuff. it feels good on the whole? It does feel good. <laughs> Preparation H does feel good on the whole. Um, Excellent. Now, like, the, the Ori games are severely, I'm not going to say underrated because they're not, but maybe underappreciated. I think more people need to play them. I yeah, think they're maybe, some of the best. Yeah. What, what would yeah. be the word? Un, underrepresented? I don't know. But I under, get what you're saying. Under, under, underutilized. Undervalued, underutilized? Yeah, yeah. undered. They're undered. All right. So what, what, kind of, what kind of a... What kind of a um, what kind of a review scale are you going to use and how are you going to present it to us and what are you going to give it on that review scale? It doesn't have to be numeric, just FYI. Um, I've, I'm trying to come up with something funny now to do with Jonesy. Um, <laughs> how, many, I was thinking, how many Jonesy's I was thinking how many... wet feet? Yeah. What were you thinking? <laughs> oh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I was thinking how many hair plugs does it get? How many hair plugs? Hair plugs. I like it. Yeah. Wow. It, it yeah, gets... like, but, but don't give us a, num- a value. Give us like... An equivalent person's head. A person's head of hair. Oh my! Why are you making this so obscure? <laughs> I'm really struggling here. Bring like a Donald, Tr- a Donald Trump would be a low score in like a. Uh, I don't. Who's got loads of hair? That's a tough one. Yeah, who's got loads of hair? I, uh, the only two. D- Dimitri Martin of... has got quite a mop on his head. I don't know. Should I know don't who know that is? Hair. It's a comedian. Yeah. Comedian. No. I'm just thinking of footballers when you think of big hair and lots of hair, and then that gets lost on uh, YouTube. I feel like this is. I'm going to go back to wet feet just to push the conversation okay. forward and say <laughs> this. Get okay. This gets seven wet toes out of ten. Seven wet seven toes, wet out, toes of out of ten. Yeah. Fair enough. Which is which like is pretty how, how okay? How wet are we talking? I mean, they've oh, been it's st- like a multi-tiered scale. They've been soaking in a bucket for half a podcast. How about that? Oh, half a podcast. That's half a podcast. I mean, that's it's uh, pretty with, wet. with our averages. That's about an hour. So that's pretty. Uh, yeah, that, that's like that's like the, the skin on the toes are getting all like all wrinkly and oh, yeah. crazy. Oh. I think for the sake of the people who don't have feet fetishes, we maybe don't need to go into the wrinkliness <laughs> of the toes. But yeah, it's in that. I told part. you, I'm feeling spicy today. I have no I idea it. why, but there you go. You're getting. I love it. it. I'm not so keen on on having to come up with reviews and review scales on the spot, but um, otherwise I'm all on board for the new spiciness. Hey, the spiciness is going to happen. You, you know what happened? We got tagged in a in a Twitter post by a, a good old friend, ASB64. Uh, mm. It was it was an article talking about a gaming podcast. It wasn't us, but talking about a gaming <laughs> podcast saying, "Oh, gaming podcast talk shit for two hours," something like that. And I thought to myself, <laughs> "With this, it's not untrue." Well, I was thinking, like, what is he trying to tell me by just, like, tagging me in this post? Is is he trying to say we, we talk shit? Or is he saying that maybe our, our talk shit crown is being taken away from us? Oh, and, I see. And, and I don't know how I felt about it. And so I, I just feel, you know what? I feel we've got, to, we've got to push the envelope a little bit harder, boys. And I, not saying that we're being nonsensical because, you know, we, 
obviously we meander, but we have points. But I just from my kind of like sitting down and thinking about it, it's fucking. The only thing I could come up with was our spiciness uh, coefficient is too low. So we need more spice. More spiciness, yeah. I see. Uh, okay. So expect a lot more on the spottedness. Wow. I love it. Yeah. I'm all on board. Such as? I love a- this faux injected spice <laughs> coming from Chris. I have no idea where it's going to go, what it's going to look like. I have no idea where it's coming from. Ride. Yeah. Well, no we, we've started with reviewing video games, which I suppose isn't too far adrift from what we're supposed to be doing. All right, so let yeah. me take that and flip it on its back and spank its arsehole and ask you, if you could be one delicious pork meat product, what would you be? <laughs> oh, yikes. Um, I'm going to have to go with a sausage. I think any, sausages... Any kind of sausage, like Lincolnshire or... Um, I think, yeah, like a Cumberland. Fairly... A fairly traditional English sausage. Like, I'm not venturing into weird German mm. bratverse territory. I don't want to be okay. some Spanish chorizo and stuff like that. I just think sausages, for me, encapsulate everything I like about pork products, mm. which is that they're kind of they're fatty and they're kind of inoffensive. And if possible, <laughs> they come wrapped in a nice intestine casing. Just like you, Jay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like, I think I am a sausage in many ways. <laughs> I'm the colour okay. of a sausage. I have the personality of a sausage. Well, you're the colour of an uncooked sausage. <laughs> my, my, yeah, fingers, my fingers sausage. look like sausages. So, okay. um, yeah. But for our American audience as well, I hope. I wonder if half of them know what an English sausage looks like. Yeah, they're probably thinking like a hot dog, which I am not a hot dog. Well, no, because they think clear. of like sausage in, Amer- in the US is like flat, isn't it? Yeah, not what? always. No, because Flat. they get like... Usually it is. No, oh, no, no. You think like sausage meat like a patty? Like a, like a patty, yeah. Like, a, like a when we say sausage, sausage, we mean... Like they have a sausage... In a sausage and egg McMuffin, for example, yeah. it's a patty okay, sausage, yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. What about you, Jonesy? What, what, uh... I just realised I could say something really offensive that is completely legit in the UK, but I won't say No, you um, can't say that. McBain's. Oh. No, no, no. Let's go with... He's going to say the McBain's one. I don't know what McBain is. McBain's is. It just reminds me of a, a, a joke my dad used to tell, where he's like, "I'm in, I'm in Scotland. I just walked yeah. into a fish and chip shop. Something reminded no. me of you." <laughs> um, oh, all right. Uh, oh, do you know what? Let's go with because I've had you it just, recently. You just take quite a lot. that out of context. That's, what, that's how you do that joke. Wow. I've um, um, I've had him a few times recently, and it is the the meatball. Is that that's oh, that's a meat okay. product, isn't yeah. it? Pork. That's absolutely. Yeah. Pork not, meatballs, not, it's yeah. not always exclusively pork, but you can make no. a pork meatball. Yeah, it can. I've had a lot of um, uh, spaghetti and meatball with like a good marinara, homemade marinara sauce, and it's been pretty nice. tasty. Nice. So I'll go yeah. with that. I'd probably nice. go with uh, either some nice, uh, well cooked, streaky bacon. Predictable. Yeah, maple coated, probably. Mm. Maybe the maple kind? Or would I go for a, uh, a dried salami stick? No, you know, I think I'll go for the, the streaky bacon with the uh, maple syrup. So there we go. Because oh, I, love that you're natural. I love that everyone else would say a pepperami and Chris went with a dried salami stick. <laughs> I'm assuming they're the same things. Yeah, kind of. I think uh, the bacon works because Chris is naturally salty and you, <laughs> you don't need to add any oil to get him hot and yeah. warmed up or whatever. I don't know, there's yeah. a joke in there somewhere. And, and stick me in a warm oven and I will crisp the fuck up. So, okay, cool. Uh, what about you, Jonesy? What a... Or, Jamie, have you got more games to talk about? I mean, I, d- I did, I did, I did start reviews? that segment by saying that I played shit tons of games, but I can just review one and, and leave it. Because um, <laughs> some of the things we um, I've been playing we're going to talk about later, especially when we get to talking about Ubisoft and all of their shenanigans in the last week. Yes. I indeed. will give quick shout-outs to... I'll do two more games. How about that? Okay. 
And one, of, and one of them will involve Jonesy and a big transition. The one that doesn't involve Jonesy... Oh, yeah, there's but, a big fucking one. Come on, you got it. Exactly. But the one that doesn't involve Jonesy but might appeal to him is a game that came out last year but only just came out on Xbox and was added to Game Pass on PC. Um, mm. And that's Observation, uh, which I finished in the last couple of days. Um, observation? I do you remember the Observation? Not to be confused with Observer. That's, that's what I'm getting confused. Was Observation the one in the space station? Yeah, so Observation okay. is Space Station, Observer is Rutger Hauer, yep. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> so I played Observation, which, to give you kind of the, the, the pitch on Observation, it's kind of interesting. The Observation is a space station that is in low orbit around Earth um, on a mission that's end goal isn't exactly clear. Um, and at the start of the game, there's basically a huge... Some kind of big disaster happens. The power gets knocked out. Everything gets scrambled, and one of the astronauts on board, Doctor Emma Fisher, awakens. Doesn't know the nature of the accident. Doesn't know where her crewmates are. Doesn't know uh, where, like, how to power the station back up and all this stuff. And not only that, she finds that they are no longer in low orbit around Earth, but are now in orbit around the planet Saturn. Which, um, for anyone tracking distance, that's a fairly big, uh, fairly that big mishap. The twist of observation is that rather rather than playing as Emma Fisher, you play as Sam, the systems administration and maintenance, the ship's onboard AI. So it's kind of got this system where you are using the space station security cameras and switching between them and also taking control of these spheres, these orbs that can fly freely around the space station. And you're interacting with panels and monitors and laptops and all these different systems as part of the ship. Uh, interestingly, I found out afterwards, this game was directed by the guy who was the UI designer on Alien Isolation, which makes a lot of sense ah, right, when you play okay. this game. Um, trying to get to the bottom <clears throat> of the mystery. Um, and yeah, it's it a sounds really, quite unique. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting twist, like making a 2001 a Space Odyssey game and casting you as Hal. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's got its own twists and t- uh, turns in the story. Um, that separate it from other stuff. It almost feels like, without spoiling too much, it draws more from things like Annihilation and Control than it does maybe, you know, like your Interstellars and your 2001s. Yeah. Um, it's funny, because when you yeah. talked about it, it was, we obviously briefly mentioned it, we were talking yesterday and you mentioned about yes. it, and I'd forgotten all about it. But now you describe it, I have actually watched people play it when it came out on Xbox and was like, I really want to play this game, but I couldn't play it. So now that it is now on... Now you um, can. Now I can. Now I can play it on Game Pass. So that's pretty Yeah, it's on Game wicked. Pass. I played it on PC, but weirdly enough, it sounds like a perfect mouse and keyboard game. It's very much a controller game, it turns out. That right. mouse control felt horrible. I couldn't figure out why. <laughs> okay. It's, it, there are sometimes the puzzles didn't work. You know how in point-and-click adventures, mm-hmm. there are sometimes things where you're like, this doesn't feel difficult, but I know I'm going to spend the next half an hour jumping between three different locations, clicking on everything, figuring out which arbitrary thing they want me to do. Right. There were some times where it was a bit like that. It was like, I'm I'm not going to feel smart for solving this. I just need to <laughs> fucking tap everything and look at yeah. everything and explore every nook and cranny in a way that sometimes fuck with the tension because um, it's yeah. a really good, yeah, really yeah. good soundtrack and stuff. And when you're spending 45 minutes looking for a clue, you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, get a move on. Yeah, but yeah, it's gotcha. it's it's a really decent Game Pass game for sure. Nice. nice. Cool. All right, and then the second, the, or the last one, rather. Which, yeah, which Josie and I can both talk about a little bit, is that we, I can't remember what inspired it. Perhaps it was just the overwhelming amount of enthusiasm for it that constantly comes out of our Discord, courtesy yeah. of a few uh, of our regulars. And that's Minecraft. <clears throat> um, Hell yeah. 
Yeah, this week we all, uh, well, Chris is yet to, but is planning to dip our feet back into the pond that is Minecraft. Hey, I've uh, never played Minecraft before, so. Well, except true, for that, actually, yeah, you're yeah. losing your virginity. Yeah, except for that RTX <laughs> demo that I played at Gamescom last year. But right. other than that, I, I'm, I haven't played I'm looking forward to it because I think. Dude, seeing yeah. you explore that game for the first time is one of the reasons I'm kind of excited for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, It'll be good. Yeah, I guess that for context, like, I kind of had these weird flashbacks to a YouTube series I used to watch of people that played Minecraft every week. And what I really liked about it was that they built this cohesive world that they added to week after week. And as you watched it, you kind of got familiar with the landmarks and the area yeah. around the town they built. So I was like, how easy is it to do that? So I jumped on a, a Discord chat with our friend um, and patron, Peaswad, who kind of taught me through the ropes and Bedrock or Java, you know, server or realms, and all that kind of stuff. Got it set up. Myself, Jonesy, Steph, and Peaswad are in there at the moment. Very early stages. Because I'm nice. trying to, uh, Chris, for your sake, I'm yeah. trying to preserve the sanctity of early Minecraft. I was saying to Peaceward, I didn't want you to come into the world and to immediately be like, right, Chris, here's your house. This is where you live. This is your bed. Here's three diamond pickaxes. Make yourself at home. I kind of wanted you to come in and have to be like, oh, I'm going to build my house here, this plot of land. Yeah, and yeah, I need yeah. to go. You need to go and <clears throat> knock down trees and do all your shit to build it. So yeah, very I'm, I'm early looking, stages. I'm looking forward to it. I think I, I think I might stream it as well. It would be pretty cool. Yeah, it's nice. perfect. That'd be that. cool. And um, then, yeah. Did, did um, you did you say that you're going to open it up to our Discord? That, that's the plan, yeah. Um, we're, like, I'm trying to keep it kind of humble at the beginning because some of our Discord uh, dudes are super into Minecraft. He's what <laughs> yeah. showed me his world that he had built partially by playing, I think he said 150-odd hours in the last 20 days, and that's wow. on the Switch version. Um, and his world was ridiculous. So I looked around that, and I was just kind of like, this is going to be crazy, and I can't wait for our world to look like this. But let's let Chris and Jonesy and Steph kind of, and myself, kind of settle in first. So that yeah. we're in the settling in stage. I, I, Absolutely. I did, I did say that I would join in only on one condition, though, didn't I? Do you remember what that condition was? I don't. As long as I could create a valley of dicks. Wow. Oh, you did say that. I remember that as well. Yeah. I think there's plenty of space to create a valley of dicks. To um, be honest, yeah. that is a far more <clears throat> reasonable idea than everything Jonesy's come up with for the last <laughs> quarter. Every, every hour I get a message from Jonesy being like, I'm thinking of building a uh, giant obelisk that just <laughs> looms over the village. That's happening, mate. That's definitely <laughs> happening. Jonesy, can I tell them what you're building at the moment, Jonesy? Yeah, fill your boots. So Jonesy <laughs> has finished his house. He's moving on to other projects. Jonesy's decided that what our town needs is a nightclub. Jonesy's oh, building wow, a nightclub. Okay. But the twist of the nightclub is that it's the other side of a nether portal. So nether portals are these things that you have to stand in the middle of the portal on and okay. basically stand in the wall, and it transfers you to the nether. But It's, like, goes, purple, it's like purpley, rippling water like you stand in, and it goes, blah, 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 and yeah. it takes you somewhere else. Yeah, sure. But if, but if you jump through it, you end up on the other side, which is just the regular world. But Jonesy's building a nightclub around it. <laughs> I like it's it. Very, it's, it's interesting. Can you so call as it, you can go, you, f- Jonesy? Can you call it the Tiddy Twister, and can it just be like from Dustal Dawn? Uh, it could do. I think it's quite small, so at the moment it's just called the Nether Lounge. The, the, and you go, you jump through and go into it, and then it gives you that because then it gives you this sort of um, like audio um, thing where it goes like because it thinks you're going to the nether and then you're not you're in the club and then Jamie was saying about he's got some um, discs so we're going to put a little record player in there like and play it. some music call it call it um, the, if it's a small one and if we're going to build it up to be the titty twister maybe maybe build a small one and call it uh, the nipple nook 
The nipple nook. It could be the, the nipple nook. Although I mean, I hey, I don't want to get involved in your projects, but it's just... just what the, we're oh. lacking in all of these is strippers. I don't think they're that yeah. abundant in Minecraft, so maybe that might be a little and bit misleading. DLC, baby. I mean, it's possible. And I will jump in there and say, Chris, you absolutely should get involved in Jonesy's builds because when Jonesy first introduced me to a nightclub, it was a cave filled with mud and, <laughs> mud and rocks. Like, Jonesy is a... If you don't mind me calling out Jonesy, he's got an interesting habit of saying he's going to build something and you go and check it out and it's just mud. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, so Jonesy's got these secret pools next to his house and he's like, oh, come and check it out. And I didn't want to say anything at the time, but it was... <laughs> the sexy just, cave. It's just mud. It's just mud. It's gonna be. I said it's gonna be something. It's not it yet. Yeah, oh, you know what it is. Yeah. No, you know what it is. You know, you know, you know. You always see you see it on like daytime TV. But these cowboy builders, where they start building a pool, but then they leave it halfway through, and it's like five years later. It's just it's like filled with sewage. Except Jonesy's doing it on his own house. Jonesy's his own cowboy builder. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, to be fair, the the one and only time I saw Jonesy play Minecraft. <laughs> he he dug a he dug a ditch. He put a cow in there, and then he just threw in some dynamite, and he was giggling to himself. Didn't even know that people were watching him, but that's what he was doing. That, Jamie, I kept saying to Jamie yesterday, we need to make some dynamite. And he was like, "Why? What are you going to do with him?" Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got a lot of things. He's I can determined do with to build dynamite. I don't trust him at all. Plus, my house is built on really unstable ground. <laughs> Um, there's like one or two blocks beneath my floor before it's just a giant cave and a drop. Because we built our town around a huge chasm in the ground. Okay, but can't, can't you just build a foundation? I could, but I can't be bothered. Wow, okay. I don't know. Everything feels, not temporary, I shouldn't say that, but it's early days. Um, and we're curious to see how the village unfolds as more people get added in. I want to say the way that Realms works is you can have a huge amount of people that are a part of it and are invited to it, but only yeah. 10 people online and doing stuff at once. So oh, okay, yeah. we need to can, kind of gauge can, demand. Can you, like, can you give people like priority roles, like moderators or whatever, so only certain people can build in it or something? There are, there are three different roles. There's like basically the person who owns it, which is, oh, and like a, a, a moderator, basically, like you said. So they can obviously do anything they want inside the world, but they can also change other people's privileges. Mm. There's like a participant, which is what everyone is by default, which is that they can sign in whenever they want, no matter who else is on and do shit. And then the lowest one is just a visitor. So they can come in and look around, but can't touch anything or break anything. Okay, yeah. So is the idea to open this up to our patrons at some point? Because then yes, that's, absolutely. That's, that's like, hey, when it's open, join... Join our Patreon from now, so you can be there when the doors open. <laughs> yeah, it's been, well, we're it's we're been just waiting for you to get on, Chris, because like we said, we want you to experience Minecraft Hon- as it honestly, should, like, as it's intended, yeah, before not, we open it up. Not to yeah. put you on the spot, but there was a slight delay in kind of like, yeah, trying to get us three and, and Steph bedded in um, before we kind of... Because what we I, I was just scared that I would open it up to Discord people and someone would spend 48 hours straight turning it into something crazy, which would be fine, but... I kind of wanted us to break it in a little bit first. You yeah, know? sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, uh, I will tell you now that hopefully the next couple of weeks my, my time will be a lot more open. Yes. And uh, I can hopefully get into some of that stuff. Okay, yeah. that's good. Jonesy, um, what, uh, what have you been... What have you been playing, buddy? Other than Minecraft and your... Other than Minecraft. Oh, yeah, like, so I've been playing your, Minecraft. Your, your sex dungeon cave you little devious it's the sexy dungeon it's gay it's gonna be epic um <laughs> no the um only other thing i've really been playing is the last of us part two nice um so again i can't really talk about much more of that but i am um well and truly into it now i'm okay. um 
a lot of interesting stuff has happened. But it's one of the one of the weirdest things for me with my with um, Last of Us is. So I'm in a weird place because I'm 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 far into the game. I know what's going on with a lot of the story. Like obviously I don't know everything. Yeah. But I'm still trying to avoid all those spoilers. Like I haven't been. I've had none of it spoiled for me so far. Yeah. Which I'm really happy about. Um. Even down to like our Discord guys have been have been amazing. No one's ruined anything. I haven't happened upon anything. YouTube is kind of a bit more tricky because a lot of people that I follow, you know, games people, and a lot of them are like the more spicy games people, um, like I said, like the quartering and people that I've said before, and they hate it. They genuinely hate, or genuinely, sorry, hate Last of Us 2. I don't think they've played it. I'm not sure. But they, they keep, like, so he, for example, the quartering, he keeps dropping videos about it, like, um, and I want to see the video. I want to watch what all the controversy is and why yeah. it's like, oh, Sony are going mad about this. People hating on this. Um, uh, reviews are doing this, and I am purposefully not paying any attention. That's good because those reviews are filled with spoilers, dude. Oh, uh, of course, of course. Um, and I'm I'm really psyched for us to do our spoiler cast when we sort of get to yeah, it. Yeah, it'll um, be cool. Um, yeah, you know, you know what they do in those videos, Jonesy. This is why you got to be careful, right? Because you think to yourself, okay, I'll watch this video, and then when they say it's the spoiler, maybe you know they'll tell me how far to skip ahead, or maybe I'll just stop it there. But these dudes will be like, okay, this doesn't happen in the game, but as an example, right? Like, oh, and, and then the dog sucked him off. Oh, that's a spoiler, by the way. It's like... Uh, yeah, that's the worst. But was it, to be, what's, what's worse than that, I would say, is when you get into one of those videos um, and off the bat, they basically just start talking around something. And you're kind of like, oh, okay, wonder what they're talking about. And then they say something which suddenly makes you realise you've already had loads spoilt for you. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and you're like, you didn't even realise you were listening to a spoiler because they weren't so explicit with you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm still really into it. I'm still enjoying it. I'm going to play some more today, hopefully. Um, I've, I need to get like a decent chunk away, but... That's so. That's pretty much it. It's me, Last of Us, and Minecraft is what I've been doing. Nice. One, I was. Uh, let me add on something which is dangerous about the whole Minecraft thing. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, like Jamie said, there's a lot of people in our uh, um, our Discord who have been playing pay, uh, Minecraft for a while, and they've sort of saying about jumping in there. So Jamie set up this realm. I've been playing on my PC. I downloaded it onto my iPhone, the app, and you just log in as the same login as you use on your PC. It's totally free. You don't have to download it again onto you know an app purchase or whatever. And I can play it from my goddamn iPhone and jump into the realm. I can sort dangerous. my house out. Dangerous. It is dangerous. Yeah. Um, so that that is, so I've, yeah, you know, you go, oh, I'm going to go to bed. I need a decent night's sleep. And then two hours later, you're on your phone going, <laughs> I'm just going to mine and chop down some more trees. Yeah. But um, yeah, just so that's five, it. Just that's five, more, more, five more wood, mum. <laughs> five more, mum. All right. Yeah. I'm, well, yeah you, your, my, your mom doesn't put you to bed anymore? That's what that's where my wife turns into my mom and she's like, Wow, you've been playing that stupid game for about two hours. Yeah, you, you, you've actually yeah. taken it weird, so okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, the okay. only other thing I did this week, which I said I would to Jamie that I'd mention because it was a lot of fun, um, which was the Eurovision Netflix film from Will oh. Farrell and Rachel McAdams. Watch it because it is very funny. Um, and it's almost, do you know what? I never watched Eurovision ever, and it's made me want to watch it, but of course, this year it's cancelled because of COVID. But Eurovision is a particularly okay. weird thing that we have over here. Yes, um, it is. It is weird. I think it's it. It does kind of like eke out into the states. I will say one thing. I, I'm okay with Eurovision. I, I I quite find it entertaining from time and again. I'm not crazy about Eurovision. I watched that Eurovision movie, and I also thought it was fine. But I I can't believe that you were like, oh, it's hilarious. 
I thought maybe I'll, not, I'll, not, I'll, not hilarious. Like what's what I don't know. It's more like I don't know how to say it. Like charming because it's not that funny. As in, it's not like it's not funny the funniest film you've ever seen. But it's kind of like a nice sort of Will Ferrell. It's like a nice Will Ferrell it, being Will Ferrell it, kind of thing. It's it's a decent diversion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's. I get what you mean by like kind of charming or. You know, I thought it was going to be god awful. I'm going to be honest. I thought yeah. It was be to be fair, it could have been horrendous and it wasn't. Um, but I wonder because they have Eurovision in the name. I wonder if Eurovision was involved in the making of it somehow and therefore it stipulated a lot of kind of the stuff. But it just made me kind of realize that like, fuck man, when was the last time Will Ferrell actually made a good movie? Jeez, I'd have to look Ooh. it up. I don't know what he's been in recently. I know he was in that really bad Sherlock Holmes film like really bad Sherlock Holmes. a year even, or two ago. I'd go even so oh. far as to say like Anchorman 2 was not great. I see, I have a real soft spot for Anchorman 2. I know that's controversial, but I find Anchorman 2 incredibly watchable. And it's prob- probably seen it as many times as the first one now. And I, but oh, I know, okay. but I know that's just me. That's fair. Um, I'm looking at stuff he's done, and like, yeah, it's he was it's in the he was in the weird, um, almost like disaster movie slash comedy uh, called Downhill, where they get snowed in when they're on a skiing holiday. Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that, so I can't. I don't know if it's that's really supposed that. to be a bit of a weird one for a comedy because apparently that's that's kind of. I, I remember seeing like reviews for it, and they sort of said it's it's at, a lot of it is almost. Um, kind of depressing in a way because it's about a couple breaking up. It's yeah. not like a laugh out loud kind of Jeez. riot film. And, it, uh, and I don't know. I haven't seen it, but yeah, me neither. Yeah. But like, I'm Chris, you're absolutely right. If I can read out, like, this is going in reverse order, obviously, from most recent to least recent. Yeah. But how many of these were actually like good? So Ho- Holmes and Watson. Uh, apparently awful. not. I didn't watch it. Daddy's Home 2. Didn't see it. The House. That's oh, I, I saw the house, and that was like beyond average. Zoolander two, which was not great. Nope. Daddy's Home one. Still, I've never seen that either. <laughs> now we're all the way back in 2015, where he did Get Hard with Kevin Hart, where he has to also go to prison. Average. I guess technically he was a voice in the Lego Movie, but like, both Lego movies. But that's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and then, but that's fair. But then that's not really a Will Ferrell thing. He wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Because then we're back to Anchorman two and the campaign. In like right. 20, the campaign was funny, yeah. But yeah, it's it's mad, yeah. isn't it? Like you you think to yourself, oh, Will Ferrell, it's a funny guy. It's like he hasn't been funny for like five years. I I'd go as far as to say the last Will Ferrell film based on unless I'm missing something on his IMDb that I outright think is genuinely very funny is the other guys in 2010. That was very funny. that was very that was good. Very yeah. Um, yeah. I I did it. I had a sort of um. It kind of carries on from saying that, though, about Will Ferrell, because I also watched the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I've got it downloaded on my Sky. I, I yeah, still so, same. I've got it. it downloaded it on is, my Sky. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's a difficult one. If you like Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, which I did, I thought was funny when yeah, I, I watched liked that. It. This is not that. Oh, oh this. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> so, so you know how like Kevin Smith often has these little uh, he'll have cameos from people, and you'll see certain actors, actresses come back from different films, and they'll yeah. make the joke of oh, so and so from Chasing Amy, and they'll make a joke about it, and yeah. it kind of works. This whole film feels like that with everyone. Like there's people in it, and they're only in it to be like, oh, she was in that one. Like it's it's a it's and it's kind of weird. Um, so Shannon Elizabeth and uh, Rosario Dawson make appearances, obviously from Clark's two and from um, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Shannon Elizabeth was in. They're in it literally just to appear and then go away again. Um, 
it's such a shame. It's, yeah, it's a weird one, dude. Like I liked watching it because it kind of made me remember when I used to love Clark's chasing Amy, like Clark's two, Jan Silent Bob Dogma. I loved all those movies. Yeah. This is just a film that that goes, Hey, do you remember that movie? Hey, do you remember that movie? Hey, do you remember that movie? And it's so strange. Wow. Okay. Um and the worst part of it is everyone in it looks so goddamn old. And it made me realise how old oh, I am. Okay, but hold on. How please tell me, except for Shannon and Elizabeth. They all look really, really old. Ugh. Not, not, no, not really. No, that's not fair. You're but they breaking look, my obvi- heart. They obviously don't look really old, but they look, in my mind, Shannon Elizabeth is about 19. Oh, and yeah, she'll, she'll, always, like a, she'll always be Nadia from uh, America. Exactly. <laughs> uh, or, but now she's probably, I guess she's like 40 or something, and she just looks, she, she looks fine. She looks amazing, but she's just, she's not 19. And <laughs> so, which is kind of, you know, it's the same with, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jason's, Jason Mewes is probably the weirdest one because the whole film it's like that's not Jason Mewes it's some dude who's wearing like a Jason Mewes costume yeah, but he, oh, right, he's had yeah. a little bit more than just regular old ageing to deal with he over has. the last couple of decades like for, he, he has. throwing a good couple of years of hardcore heroin usage and you get you get that <laughs> yeah, face exactly yeah Weird, weirdly though if you if you could take away what he looks like, he is bang on perfect for like the the way he sounds, the way he acts, the character is all bang on. Yeah. Whereas I'd say a lot of the others kind of as weird. Even this is the okay Ben Affleck, who I've seen in movies up until really recently, he comes back in it as Banksy. Uh, is it Banksy? I think it's Banksy, isn't it? From from um, uh, Morrats. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, no, not from Morrats. From uh, from he's the guy who creates Blunt Man and Chronic. I think his oh, name is Banksy. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. But so he um, he looks weirdly old as well, and it's like I saw him in a, a year ago in a film. How does he look twenty years older than he looked think, a year ago? Can, can I tell you? Can I tell you what the difference is, Gen Z? Go on, mate. Budget. But that, which is super interesting because then you have to say, is it because this is what these people really look like? And Kevin Smith has made a Kevin Smith movie yeah. where he hasn't worried about massive budgets and every cell of that movie being um, like, you know, having liquefy applied to it. And stuff. <laughs> I also think that Ben Affleck is one of those dudes who kind of like a boxer or an MMA fighter. There's kind of like in season Ben Affleck and out of season Ben Affleck. Oh yeah. yeah and yeah. I think right, like, right. if you tell Ben Affleck, Hey, you don't have to be Batman anymore. The first thing he does is spend six months drinking cheap lager and eating pizza. <laughs> and fucking anyone that crosses his path. Do you remember he got that massive back tattoo as well? Yeah, he got a massive back tattoo. <laughs> Did he? I didn't yeah, know that. The, dude, the dude's like a depressed divorcee. Who is now? But he's he's in factually, uh, in factually, in factually, yeah, in factually, he's with um the hot um South American chick, I think she's or Spanish chick from Knives Out and Blade Runner. Oh, and, oh okay, yeah. Yeah. That, so he's doing all right for himself. He's clearly you know <laughs> sorted out some part of his life. But yeah, I felt like every time you saw him not playing a superhero or the leading man in the rom com, he always looked a bit puffy. Uh, as uh, though, tr- like, hey, yeah, I've been eating a lot of yeah. I've been eating a lot of mashed potato recently. That kind of <laughs> it's the Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler's exactly the oh, same. Oh yeah, yeah. As soon as he's not Leonidas or you know one of those like a rom com guy, he just eats every pizza he sees. And just I mean, wouldn't you? Like, because I do. Of course, <laughs> I reckon it must be a thing nowadays where Ben Affleck must be able to stipulate, like, hey, if you want me for this role, you also have to get me. Three months with a nutritionist and a personal trainer prior to. Oh filming. yeah, yeah. And if you knew you had yeah, that coming, sure, yeah. like you'd relax. Of course, you, you could would. do whatever you wanted. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're absolutely right. Because but this is not this is not criticizing any of those people. Like they're just old. They're just older. They're, 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 it's fine. I just found it kind of 
genuinely surprising of watching it and it was more because it was a reflection on me because I as a kid I loved all those Kevin Smith films like they were incredible and now I'm like holy shit I must be as uh, that much older oh, if they're that much older and it was kind of a I don't scary, know if I want to watch it now Jonesy Do you, you I feel like it almost needs to be experienced because it's have if you have if if you'd never watched a Kevin Smith movie if you didn't have history of all those other films I would say you'd probably find it really odd and just a bit the kind of and be fine like it's funny and it's interesting yeah, yeah. but you'd probably go uh like it's okay but with the background and the um what do you call it um the nostalgia factor it was it made it something else okay i will say though the most attractive couple ever formulated in a movie was in that movie because it was rosario dawson is married to shannon elizabeth and that is oh, a power okay. couple of i thought looks. i thought you were about to say method man and red man <laughs> <laughs> no wow no okay yeah, all right well Moving on, I, I, like I said, I don't have much to talk about, but uh, I did play some Dota on Monday, yay. Tried to get you a hat-trick. streamed trick. it as well, didn't you? Streamed it, didn't get a hat-trick, unfortunately, but creamed the first two matches, which I'm really happy about. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, managed to s- squirrel gaming away some time in front of uh, Last of Us Part Two. Uh, I think I'm still trailing quite significantly behind you, Jonesy. I think uh, I might lose that bet on who's going to finish it first, although... You're getting sucked into Minecraft now, so who knows? Oh, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I've got to and a little bit past this point where the dogs are introduced. It's not really a spoiler. We know that dogs are in it. We know what they're about. Uh, and I was, tell, I was telling Kibble. the guys, yeah, I was telling the guys before, um, uh, before we started recording, like I, I went into full Jamie mode and fucking dogs were getting arrows to the faces, like uh, Molotovs chucked at them. I'm ruthless in that game. And you know what? It's almost because the game wants you to be ruthless. Uh, one, one, one gripe I have on it, right? It, it, specifically in yesterday's playthrough, uh, I'm going to withhold my judgment for the spoiler cast or even a little bit of the uh, podcast whenever we get to it. But this one specific segment really pissed me off. And it was, it was a gameplay segment that was actually meant to be played almost as a set piece, but it doesn't there's nothing to inform you that it's meant to be played as a set piece, if that makes sense. So to give a bit of context, and again, it's not much of a spoiler, okay? I think- so can't wait till we finish the podcast and we can ask you which bit you're talking about. I think, well, I, 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 think I might already have an idea. I'll tell, I'll tell you which part it is. It's basically... No, don't, just, in, just in case. There's literally nothing to worry about, okay? okay. So you're, right. you're running through this, this area and you've got to... You're running to... You, so you're in an area in a suburban setting and you've got to run to another area. Let's just put it that way. And the way that the game has you run is you run through these houses and every now and then you've got to jump down a terrace to like the lower oh, level of the house. I know what you mean, for right? sure, yeah. And what the game really wants you to do is just bolt it. Okay. Right. But that's not, it, it, not, there was nothing from my point of view that gave you that impression. Right. So you were trying to... So I was, I was going around, I was like, I was like sniping people. I was like, slitting throats and stuff and let's say you've got to get like down like i don't know six or seven of these terraces by the time i got down to the third terrace i actually fucking egged on what they were trying to do and i'm like thank god because all my ammo is pretty much fucking gone and i just bolted and i finished that whole fucking thing and it was great as that kind of set piece that i think they intended it to be but it was really shit as that other way that i started playing it Right, interesting. Mm, but hey, that's just one small section and one small gripe. Uh, you know, no bearing on the overall uh, yeah. aspects of the game, which, you know, whether I like the game or not, 
Regardless, that was just a, like a little yeah. microcosm. That's that, that's a fair point. I think the game does that a few times where it transitions from areas where you're meant to be able to hold your own to areas where you're meant to be able to run and have yeah, no choice right? but to run without saying anything. Sometimes it's really obvious. There's one in yeah. the first hour of the game that's really obvious. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there are some that you're, you're but, right, but, are probably but I, but I not feel, so obvious. Yeah, I feel like the, the obviousness is when you get into that area and you're overwhelmed, you're like, shit, I've got to bolt it. But if you get into an area right. and it's like, okay, well, here's a lot of like tall grass and those but things are on the their patrols and whatever. It's like, well... If I'm, if I'm thinking of the right place, though, I vaguely remembered I did feel overwhelmed. There's one, let's just say there's one where, situation where you're inside a house yeah. and I want to say someone throws a smoke bomb or something like oh, that. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's, that's what, the same area. And that, that's, that's when I was like, I've got to run. I'm outnumbered here and I have got don't have the resources for this. I've got to leg it. That's what my... And I... Maybe it was good fortune, but I did okay, what the so, game wanted me to do. So I I cleared that terrace as I normally would. Interesting. And then when I jumped onto the next terrace, I was like, "This is what they fucking want." And then so yeah, I just I just bolted it. But yeah, I, I, I'm kind can, of with we, Jamie though because I remember that specific section as well. And and it, I I think what because I don't necessarily think what the way you did it was like wrong, like quote wrong, Chris. Because I think the the way that they I felt that they've they've wanted you to play it is to feel like you can play it as you want to play it until you can't. So if you were if you were making stealth kills and you were doing all right and you were doing this and doing that, I think you then weren't you didn't feel overwhelmed. So maybe that was right for you. I know like as you said that bit and I know the bit Jamie's talking about as well, like that I felt like, okay, I'm out. And that's when I bolted. But I've always felt like it was my choice to bolt. Yeah, you see, and that, I, that to I, me I, makes it feel even better. I, I, I my, agree with record. you in some of the other aspects, but that particular one just really pissed me off in terms of that. Right. Uh, especially because, like, the way I've been playing the game is actually pretty aggressive. Um, yeah. Right. I, I, I'm playing it a lot less stealth than Jonesy, what I understand you are playing it. Um, I'm playing it a lot more aggressive. I'm playing it like basically Molotovs are my go to, as an example. <laughs> yeah. Like, just Molotovs and fucking shotgun to the face. Like, so, I don't know. Anyway, we'll save it for the spoiler cast. It's just one thing that I had to get oh, off my chest. Oh, I can't wait for the spoiler cast. No, it's just one thing that oh, I wanted to get off my chest. You can't wait really for the spoiler cast, motherfucker. <laughs> you can't wait. Guess who completed that game like fucking four days after it came out? And I've had my thumbs up my ass ever since. Yeah. Well, look, from my, from my perspective as well, uh, I wanted to jump on the Minecraft server with you guys. I haven't had time. Uh, there is a beta demo of Mortal Shell, which is this kind of oh, weird right. Souls-like game that's available for free on the Epic Store as, as the beta. Uh, I've downloaded it. I just haven't had time to play it. Uh, I've wanted to stream a lot more this week. I haven't been able to. I haven't played any Warzone. Um, I didn't get any into, into that new Ubisoft game, etc., which we'll talk about a little bit later. None of it. What I did do is I had my birthday on Saturday. I got a haircut, and I took a COVID test, and I am negative. So... <laughs> I don't know. How did you take a COVID? How did you get a COVID test? I've been I've been doing this uh like track and trace um app. Oh uh, right, okay. It, but like, because so, I was if you feel I, a bit ill, then it's yeah, because because I was yeah. sick last week, but it was just like a cold. But it was still a case of like, well, it's good for research, right? So put all this stuff in, and I think it's because I was having a lot of headaches that they said just, just we'll send you a, a home test kit and just please take it and do it. So I did that, dropped it off. Uh, within 48 hours, I got the results, and yeah, negative. That's good. Uh, and obvi- obviously much better now, so yeah. You know, feeling spicy. Maybe <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have the, the COVID uh, virus, I got the spicy virus. Anyway, 
let's move on because I'm sure people have had more than enough of us just fucking yammering about. Um, Absolutely. Should we go through comment of the week very quickly? Sure. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. All right. So uh, this one is coming from Andy Koyama. There's a myriad of gaming-related content out there, and somehow I'm stuck with two British and one South African guy of long-gone ATG fame. <laughs> Much love. Keep it up. Thank you, Andy. Uh, I mean, I don't know what to yeah. say. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we, we're certainly not the, the best gaming-related content out there, but we're, we're glad nonetheless that you've chosen us. We could be the best. Uh, Maybe one but, day. But, you know... Maybe one day. We've we, we got some things on the burner, as I keep on alluding it's, to, but it's, we just got to find time to burn them. Exactly. It's interesting hearing Andy refer to our long gone ATG fame, because for some reason, in the last week, or maybe even just the last couple of days, I've been watching a weird amount of ATG content. Me too. Oh, yeah? How weird is that? I, I don't know I, why. I watched, I watched all, the, all the vlogs. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I watched all the vlogs, and I want to get into some of our old streams. Because that one, there was a comment from someone saying like, oh, you know, I've been, been watching the old streams lately. And, and I just remember some of them. And then also in the, in the Discord, we were chatting about, I can't remember what we're chatting about, but I, I just wrote, oh, it looks pretty zen. And then that reminded me of um, getting over it with Benefotti. And then yeah. uh, I was just thinking, man, what, what would happen if I had to stream Benefotti now? And I'd probably kill myself. But just remembering those things, and man, I, I, I yeah, I just I was been been down the nostalgia bent, I guess. Yeah, I was watching Let's Plays for some reason. I watched um, the Mass Effect Andromeda Let's Play, and <laughs> which are one the, or two because because the the second Mass Effect both. Andromeda is where Jonesy uh, we did the shooting stars meme with Jonesy. That was great. Oh, one, one I, of didn't my all of, I didn't I didn't watch all of the second one. I watched that was when we got it. We got into the, the we got into the truck, whatever it was. Oh, the like the and rover then, thing. Yeah, and then and then Jonesy <laughs> Jonesy goes, Oh, look, there's a ramp there. So he like does like this massive U-turn and he goes for the ramp. And as soon as he hits the ramp, we hit into that uh, shooting stars meme and it's just close up on Jonesy's face and all the shit happening, and then a dog poos on screen. I mean that's oh, peak wow. AT, that was peak ATG editing right peak. there. So Yeah. I guess so. I did I I need to rewatch that video now just to get to that part. I, I also but- love the bit, J- Jamie, when you were you were emulating the the voice of the the main antagonist. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. That's at the end and, of the first part. Yeah, it's like it's like a Voldemort kind of like. I think it, it was meant to be um, Eddie Redmayne's character in Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> oh, right, I create life. You know, no, but it's more the quiet <laughs> one of it. Yeah, like he's got throat cancer or something like <laughs> like he's a neutered choir boy who's now got throat cancer in later life. Wow, <laughs> I know that's a bit of a, a bit of a stretch for some people, but you can yeah, imagine like, if you put your mind to it. Who is this boy? They, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah now, you know now that you've done that, that is also pretty Voldemort, from what I understand. <laughs> um, I watched the Outlast ones as well because I was, in, I was, I don't know why, I was just staring at that game, thinking, how did we play this? Like that <laughs> shit is so scary, and I'm not even. Do you think I'm so? not trying to be honestly. I was watching it and thinking. We're walking around in the dark with a camcorder, and that, I also rewatched large parts of the Blair Witch stream for that reason. All right. right. Yeah. For some reason, I was like, I know it sounds weird and out of character for me, but I was trying to re-experience some of those horror games through <laughs> us experiencing them the first time. And it's I'm, definitely easier when you got someone with you because you had Steph with you for both of those, right? Oh no, Chris no, was with Chris, you for the well, Outlast. Uh, oh, Outlast was, was all three, of us. three of us, and yeah. then uh, Blair Witch was, was me, me and Chris, and then Steph and Chris. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, really? Outla- Outlast was like an old school Let's Play, like meant to be like a Resident Evil 7 style thing. Yeah, like edited, right, okay. edited style. Yeah, uh, but, edited. I, but I also remember like uh, when we were streaming the rest, the, the, you're finishing up the Resident Evil 7 when we were streaming it. You didn't want to play it. You were just like, I, 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 I um, it was. I think it was one of the first streams back, and I remember it's um, when you've just left the big house and you going, you're dealing with the mama, and um, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. there's like Mar- Marguerite a, or whatever. Exactly, it's a scene where you're like, she's walking around and you're trying to get a flamethrower and burn these insect nests, and there was a door I didn't want to go through. We weren't sure when the jump scare was coming, and I had to give up the controller. I don't think I played it again for the rest of those. those yeah, you streams. didn't. So yeah, you know, you but guys then, put it in the hands of the person least competent with a controller. <laughs> yeah, but most competent with fear. I don't know. Does that work? <laughs> I, I guess. Like the thing is, I get freaked out as much as you. But the funny thing is, I remember. God, this is going becoming a. Red, this is more like a after dark kind of thing, anyway. <laughs> yeah, but it is, actually. I re- I remember when we were playing. Resident Evil 7 and the first big jump scare when we thought, oh, shit, maybe there's something here because Jamie just shat himself and he can taste copper in his mouth. <laughs> I think and, I remember that. Yeah. He can taste pennies. Yeah, he can taste pennies. <laughs> but the, the thing about that that scared me was not actually the jump scare. It was you because you were so loud and you jumped up so fast and it was so <laughs> kind of like not, yeah, holding, holding your heart, holding your head like, oh. <laughs> And it, was it just hurts like, here and here, mummy. It hurts. <laughs> yeah. I just, man, it was good times. Like, I can't wait for this fucking COVID shit to be over. So you guys can come on over. We can film some more Let's Plays. I've got Resident Evil 3 sitting on my desktop waiting. We had that plan for so it. long. And then... Yeah, no. And now yeah. look what happened in March, I guess. Um, yeah, well, that's exactly it. It's fucking, it's mad. Madness. But yeah. I, I, I honestly, I can't wait. Like, I wish, I, I just wish we had a, like a an office kind of thing that we all get to every day and we're like, okay, you know, work this hour to this hour. And at the end of the day, just do the fucking streams and just get the community involved. I used to fucking love it, man. It was so good. Yeah. Now, we'll get there again. We will. We'll get there. Hell we'll yeah. get there again. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, Should we so, talk some news? Let's talk some news. And we're going to go through it quickly because we're already 53 minutes in and I don't want another <sighs> two hour podcast. It's so a good I'm, thing. I'm, Nothing I'm going to rattle because, week, you know, yeah. it's a good thing that, yeah, A, nothing really happened this week. And two, A and two. Okay, sure. What, that's, what's that, uh, Home Alone? Because A and two. <laughs> yeah, fuck, I did it all the time. Anyway, one and two, or A and B, is uh, people reportedly say that they uh, they listen to the podcast for us and not for the actual news. So who knows? Who cares? Let's just go into it. So... First up is we're going to be talking about the Ubisoft Ubisoft event happening this Sunday. Sunday, 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 Jamie. Sunday, uh, Sunday, Sunday. That's the one. Uh, so obviously we're going to be seeing a lot more Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's probably going to be the, the big thing that we know about that's going to be there. Uh, obviously we can expect Watch Dogs 3. Uh, and in fact, Ubisoft are giving away Watch Dogs 2 if you log into Uplay while the, uh, their event is taking place. So yeah. free games... Everybody likes that. Um, see some more stuff about uh, Hyperscape, which is a game that actually got uh, like an open beta, I guess, is the uh, the term they used, is it? Technical uh, test? Technical test, whatever it was. You could you could have played it. They, there were some drops on Twitch. Uh, I did. Especially that. Yeah, there we go. There are, it's their take on a uh, battle royale. We'll get to your impressions in a second, Jeff. I just want to go through kind of the, the main I headlines. See, I see, I see. And just, just, just get it behind us, you know. Uh, get the behind me, de- devil 
boy or whatever. Um, a couple of questions, right? Like Gods and Monsters, Rainbow Six Quarantine, which has been delayed. Uh, Gods and Monsters has uh, reportedly gone through a name change. Uh, who knows? Um, and then, of course, there was that Roller Champions, which was almost their take on fucking Rocket League. Uh, and then a, a nice, big, juicy rumor of uh, Far Cry 6 to be revealed, uh, reportedly with Giancarlo Esposito or uh, Gus from um, Breaking Bad as the reportedly bad dude. So that could be good. Okay. <laughs> the bad dude. The bad dude. Uh, before we get onto the gameplay stuff, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, they had some gameplay leaked. Uh, 30 minutes gameplay, in fact. And uh, some people, I don't know, weren't too hot on what they were seeing. Um, yeah, Jamie, what, what did you think of it? Um, I, I was not not hot. I felt like this is a game that perhaps unsurprisingly is firmly planted in AC Origins and Odyssey territory. And I just think that that rubs people up the wrong way. I'm looking at the response to Reddit, despite the fact that those games sold well and were critically fairly well received. (laughs) There are some people who really want old school Assassin's Creed back and they think that the, the new crop of games are unrealistic and a little bit repetitive and just aren't focused on the, the elements of Assassin's Creed that they want. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. I really liked both those games. I'm happy to put away historical accuracy and one-hit hidden blade kills for the sake of big, sprawling RPGs, which is kind of what they are now. Um, and this yeah. seems to be one of those. One thing I will say about it is that it's got a kind of a cool look because obviously Origins, set in Egypt, very bright and is in sunny uh, and Gold, sandy, golden, golden, golden exactly. Yeah. Whereas Odyssey was kind of almost like a, a blue, lush, exactly. Lots of water. <laughs> this kind of reminded me of The Witcher Three, and it's kind of like an autumnal kind of oranges, and oranges and browns <laughs> and greens. Well, but it's you, the British Isles, James. Well, that's the so. thing, exactly. Uh, and that was the first thing that stood out to me was that they've managed to create a world that seems distinct in terms of its color palette and look from uh, Origins and Odyssey. The gameplay I saw looked a little teeny bit janky. There was a wolf fight early on where there's a lot of weird clipping and animations, but otherwise it seems very much grounded in what they've done before. The abilities seem similar. The combat seems similar. The map and progression seem similar with the exception of the fact that it seems now you're taking over areas. And so every area has its own, wealth it seems and maybe right like okay some like wealthier areas might be tough to take over i don't know skill tree that looked like skyrim it was based on like uh the stars like um right yeah yeah but seemed like it functioned the exact same way as the previous games and an inventory system that was literally identical to origins honestly so hey, it's, it's, it's not broken another, yeah it's another one of those it's another one of okay. those fair enough which right. i'm See, fine i'm fine with i'm fine with yeah. I haven't seen the footage, the leaked footage, but yeah, I mean, I I didn't really play much Origins, but Odyssey, I've had a lot of fun with. I like the way that game's gone. I was a massive fan of the original Assassin's Creed games. Like, I have no, I have nothing against them, but I'm with Jamie. I think um, you have well, to progress and you have to move forward. And yeah, but don't you think that like they if they if they had to release like a follow on from Assassin's Creed One and Two in terms of the gameplay, right? People would would go to it and think to themselves, "Man, this was fucking basic." Uh, absolutely because that's they were and at the time you're right like because they were almost i think people forget that those games were almost more like there was a linear i like progression through those games you were going to point to point to point but 
um, it was set in an open world. So you you kind of felt like they were open world, but they didn't have like the expansive, you know, sprawling um, cities and bustling people. And they they had small towns and cities with a lot of people in for the time. Like I remember playing the first Assassin's Creed game and being blown away by like a living city, but you couldn't have that on the scale that you now have the Assassin's Creed games, especially with all the side quests and the, you know, like Jamie was saying about having bid like battles and things like that. None of that was even in the, in the original games at all. So, um, I, I wouldn't mind something, and this is going to probably really annoy people. I quite liked Assassin's Creed three. Like I thought that was, uh, despite all of its, um, issues, I actually thought that was quite a good, um, that was the American Revolution one. Right? Yeah, where you played yeah. as the Native American guy, yeah. And that, to me, is maybe more in keeping with, like, um, Vikings and things. But even if they followed on, even if they tried to capture some of that without the bugs, I still don't think it would have worked these days, now that we've had Origins and Odyssey, because you'd, turn, you'd get into those games and be like, well, there's nothing to do in here compared yeah. to what I... It, know, it's almost a like... modern the, game. Yeah, it's almost like there are, there are more Assassin's Creed games that aren't like Assassin's Creed 1 and 2 and 3... Then, then there are that are that. Does that does that make sense? It, it, yeah, no, all... I prob- probably yeah. I mean, because yeah. even if you look at the the earlier ones, they've they progressed quite a lot quite quickly. Yeah. Um. So even they changed quite a lot, even from you know from the first ones to getting to like Ezio and all of that. They progressed, and then you got to obviously they tried some stuff that didn't really work, and they've sort of knocked it on the head and got rid of it. But man i think i think um odyssey for me is probably the best of the assassin's creed games i've played for a long long time so i have nothing odyssey nothing to moan about i was thinking about the other day like if if you had to now let's take games pass out of it if you had to recommend someone a game that they could get maybe the most value out of at at a really good price and i was thinking i'd probably recommend assassin's creed odyssey hmm it wouldn't be i mean it's interesting i i think It'll be it's a bit sprawling. If someone wanted a recommendation, I'd be like, I don't know. I'd maybe feel like it might be a bit much for someone to hop into. But <laughs> do you know what I mean? You'd get into yeah. it and go, "There's a lot of game here." Like, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That the, the, the value is insane. Oh right, I see what you mean. Like for yeah. value for money, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Bang, yeah. bang for your your yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, it's ins- the thing I never understood about Odyssey is that. It was so heavily inspired, and the new style Assassin's Creed games are so heavily inspired by The Witcher 3. Yeah. And yet, while I think The Witcher 3 probably had better writing and better quests and so on and so forth, I fall off The Witcher 3 every time. And Assassin's Creed Odyssey, mm. I put 60 hours into it and finished it first shot. I don't know yeah. why that is. It's, the, it's the, the Greek touch, Jamie. I mean, the Greek touch may have had something to do with it. <laughs> The, the if I remember, I don't maybe disagree, but from what I remember of The Witcher, it's The Witcher is more like self-contained into little chunks. You've got that story that runs through yeah. it like a thread, but then each individual element seems to be quite disassociated from the main quest. Like you're a Witcher, you fight monsters. Whereas I definitely felt with Odyssey that it all felt connected. There was a there was a global battle going on, and everywhere you went, it was apparent. I maybe didn't feel that as much with The Witcher Three. I guess maybe so. that's why I don't really maybe. I don't know man it's, it's a tough one but anyway let's let's talk hyperscape because Jamie you said you played it Jonesy you got a drop for it but you've missed it by two days and I didn't get yeah. any time with it so uh, <laughs> I guess Jamie's the person again to kind of uh, default to I mean yeah I don't have too much to say about it because I could kind because of, I want to wrap this up <laughs> I'll encapsulate it all by saying it was the most underwhelmed I'd been by wow. a Battle Royale first impression in the last couple of years compared to Apex Legends and Warzone and 
But I mean, those are the two big ones that kind of stand out from the last year or two. Yeah. In terms of things that have kind of dropped like this. This, I, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. I didn't like particularly like any of the weapons or the feel of any of them. Um, I think that the more urban environment is a really nice idea that actually created a weirdly non-distinct, hard-to-remember map. I think the verticality is a cool touch, and the parkour system to kind of accommodate that felt good, but I just didn't really dig it. I honestly didn't dig it. What what about it didn't you like? So the, the verticality maybe? Because that's no, no, kind the, of the thing that they're pushing almost, isn't the ver- it? The verticality was fine, but it's verticality in service of an environment that, like I said, just felt really nondistinct and nondescript. Imagine yeah. if the entirety of the Warzone map was downtown. Yeah, like okay, you, okay. You yeah. Would there are obviously landmarks within there. Like there's a big Notre Dame stand-in, for example. But a lot of it in my, again, admittedly one play session was just kind of like, just surrounded by buildings. And those buildings have no detail to them. It's by design, but these are empty buildings with empty corridors and empty staircases and empty rooms. Um, the weapons, like I, I tried to use as many as I could, but a lot of them just didn't feel right. A lot of them didn't yeah. pack a huge punch. The time to kill <clears throat> is the highest I've ever seen in a Battle Royale game, which led to a lot of situations where you know, two teams are engaging Maybe one person dies, but people run away very easily because, again, there's that verticality in the parkour. The systems that I did think were cool is they have hacks. This is a very uh, stripped-down battle round, no inventory. You have two weapon slots and two hack slots. And hacks um, are essentially abilities, and they're very surface level at the moment. There's one that heals you, there's one that gives you armor, but then there's one that turns you into a ball, like... um, Kind of like Metroid Prime or something like that. Like you yeah. just turn into a sphere and start bouncing around. There's one that builds up a wall, like May, or I've seen some shit that does that at Valorant, never played it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's potential there. And also the weapon system is interesting. The weapons, kind of like an old school FPS, spawn on the ground. You pick them up. You upgrade weapons by finding another one of the one you've got. And you fuse them sure. together and it takes it up to the next level. Um, but yeah, honestly, I was not particularly engaged by it. I was not particularly impressed by it. And what I said to, I was playing with uh, Steph and the Technovo guys. And I think what we agreed by the end is with the market such as the Battle Royale one, as saturated as it is, it's less of a question of whether or not you can make a good one and more of a question of whether or not you can make one that stops people playing other Battle Royales. Yeah. And in my humble right. opinion, I don't see why someone who is really into Warzone or Apex and so on and so forth would stop playing one of those to start playing this. Yeah, that's I think, just how I see it at the moment. I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head there because you said you've only had one playthrough. Yeah, and I think I think more so than any other kind of genre, battle royales are the kinds of ones where it's like one playthrough is your only shot to get people hooked. Mm-hmm. People, sure, yeah. people either vibe with it or they won't. And yeah, from from all the yeah. reports I'm hearing on on Hyperscape, I think the the consensus is pretty much that it's like yeah it's a battle royale game but does it need to be or or, or do we need another battle royale game i guess um, i just want to say now that i i called it like literally i don't know how long ago it was like a month ago and then again in the discord i think i saw anything i'd seen of it i was like this does not look good and yeah. someone even asked me in the discord what like they were like why what do you think what's the issue and i think i stand by having watched people stream it for about an hour or so over the weekend i stand by kind of what i originally said which was the problem with with companies now is that they see a game like a battle royale game and they say right we're going to make that and then yeah. they try and think 
they try and come up with all the things that they think will make an engaging, good battle royale game, and, the, and then they think that if they make the game and put it out there, that they'll make the next massive esports game. The problem is, I think they miss it in so many ways because it, it seems like the thing that makes people want to play those games is what the people make of the game, not what the developers are trying to make you do in the game. So that's, that's a bit of a weird way to say it, but one of the issues I, I sort of had with looking at it was they've tried to do they've tried to kind of make a crazy experience where you're running and jumping and this verticality and um, like you said Jamie the time to kill is ridiculous and they've got all these things like you can vote for things that happen in the game through Twitch so it will say what is going to be the next thing is someone going to get a health boost or ammo boost or that's is a it going to be yeah, yeah. there was that's low, a, low, that... low gravity of experience the most common and that was that was kind of right. fun so those that's a great idea like having the interactivity with the audience is a great idea but it seems like they've tried to build an esports battle royale game to be streamed, and yeah, you see that. Watch, watching it is just like I can't see how people are gonna because they can't. It doesn't look like there's much to exploit in this game. It looks like it is you run around, you jump up really high, and then you drill someone with a minigun. Like unless people can find exploits, ways to play. You know, what one of the reasons I think CS:GO is so popular is because people have people can get really good at it and exploit certain things and play in certain ways it's not all it's not manic in that sense yeah um it, it, it just but, kind of, you said that what rings the fucking is the death knell for me for a lot of games is when they're like we're creating an esport first and a game second right and i think usually obviously there's exceptions to the rule but usually when that happens it fucking falls flat doesn't it often yeah there's another one what's the game with the uh the cars the destruction derby game like um that we saw not too long ago oh, where you can shit. jump out of your car and get back in and oh, you yeah like, destruction all stars or something all yeah, stars. yeah 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 i mean that's another game that looks fun but you look like they've made they've tried to make the next um you know big esport driving game and you're like it looks fun but it's gonna fall on its ass because Maybe. it's yeah. uh, because you've tried i don't know I if i agree will, i don't know if i agree with that Fair, fair enough. I think, I mean, the, I think the proof think, will I, be when it comes they out. We'll revealed, they showed off one trailer that made no mention of esports, and I haven't heard anything about that game since. I definitely, I, I just looked at it and was like, oh, it's a fucking esport game. They tried to make an esport game. It looks I, fun. Like, the game looks fun. I, I, um, I, I felt yeah. that they were trying to go for, like, a Rocket League kind of thing. Yeah. But I will say that that from that trailer, it looked like, yeah, they may be interested in esports, but they're making a game first. And, and I think okay, well, oh, I, that, that'll be interesting how that game yeah. turns out. Yeah, I no, feel it like would, be, would be interesting. I feel it's exactly the same, like they've tried to make an eSport. I mean, another one that came to mind on the, a bit different because it's virtual, real, like virtual reality, but um, Sprint Vector, like they tried to make, Sprint Vector was, looked a lot of fun and was fun to play, but again, they tried to make a game that was an eSports game. And I remember when they were doing the advertising for that, they're like, it's the next big eSport. And you're like, D you've got it wrong if your whole go-to is eSports <laughs> yeah. before the game's even been released. Yeah, it's mad. Jamie's right, anyway. pulling all the faces in the world, but like I think it's a, it's a thing that people seem to do now, which I I think it's I think, quite I think you're being a bit harsh on games that presented themselves as multiplayer games. There's still a these are games in my mind that presented themselves as multiplayer games, not esport games. You know, when I think about failed esport games, uh, I think about Lawbreakers, which was yeah. trying to host and organize and fund tournaments like as the game was coming out to, but don't you to think, kickstart don't you think an esport scene, like. I don't think that Battle Royale, that all-star driving game or Sprint Vector were trying to be like, yeah, it's the next big tournament. Come and win Sprint, 50, Sprint, Ve Sprint Vector were. Sprint Vector were literally okay, in there. I know less um, about the game than you do, to be yeah. fair. But, but um, uh, it, it, no, you're, right, you're right with the car game. I can't remember what it's called. All-star, the 
Capcom, whatever. I think All-Stars. it's Destruction All Stars. Yeah. Destruction All Stars. No, you're you're right with that because there's not been anything about that. But I would not be surprised at all if they start to come out with PR stuff towards the release where it starts to talk about esports, 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 and that will then go. Yeah. That would be a giant red flag to me, and it will say this is going to not maybe, be good. Maybe. All right, but, well, then, but then, but look time, at what's it. Look at time, um, time will tell, Jensie. Come on, let, let's move on here. I'm, I'm, I'm getting bored of this now. Told Come you. on, man. I told you. Fair spicy. enough. Let's do it. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. oh, let me say one thing because I was going to say I would have said the it same is. thing about um, uh, fuck. What's it called? Battle Royale shooty buildy game. <laughs> I can names are going away. Fortnite. Today. Fortnite. Fortnite. For, I would have said the same about Fortnite, and, and oh. I was, and I'd be completely wrong in a thousand ways. Like that oh, was the biggest, yeah, yeah, biggest okay. friggin' battle royale game, you know. Ever so, one of the biggest games ever. Anyway, uh, yeah. moving on. Just b- before we finish this uh, Ubisoft thing, I want to get uh, just a little bit of fun. Your predictions for the setting for Far Cry Six? Oh, that's. I'm going to say I'm going I'm I'm to say South America, and and not Mexico. Oh just like, shit! Okay, not, the sec- not, cent- not Central America, yeah. like South America. That's the that's school, what I'm thinking. The second you've said that, I agree with you. Wow. Taking the easy route out. I see. I like it. I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something different, <laughs> but I, I kind of can't. Look, I've always said that I think a, a great Far Cry game would be Far Cry South Africa. And, and I'm not even joking. <laughs> I think that would be so Far sick. Far Cry South Africa. That would be, be cool. so sick. Honestly, it would be great. But uh, I, especially with the, with the rumor, the, the casting rumors for, I'm not even, well, yeah. Is Where's rumors. three set? Where is three set? It's like a fake tropical island, isn't it? It's just tropical, isn't it? Is it like the Caribbean or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So, so two was was Africa, like yeah. Africa, just yeah. Africa. Um, four was uh, like a Tibet kind of. Yeah, yeah the mountains, the Himalayas, and stuff, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then five was five was was it Montana or whatever? Something, yeah, something like that. Yeah, near New Hope, Montana, or something like that. Yeah. Um, Which I thought was a was a was a good a good choice for setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they I, first I, mentioned it, I was like, yeah, yeah. It's cool. I, I'm thinking like South America. I'm thinking like yeah. as it would be with Far Cry. I'm thinking drug lords. I'm thinking it would be really cool to kind of see some some like uh, favelas and all of that shit. Yeah, they I did that cool. in um, is it Wildlands that was set in some Bolivia or somewhere like that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Now you've said it, I don't want them to do that. Like. <laughs> I, but but it, know, to man. me it makes them it it's the most logical progression for how they've been doing it. Yeah, totally. No, it makes complete. That, that's why, like, if it's what I want them to do, South Africa, hundred percent, like Far Cry yeah. Joburg or something, would be fucking sick. Sure, I can see that. I yeah. feel like Far Cry will never be urban. I feel like they don't have they. I, I don't. I can't see a Far Cry game with skyscrapers and stuff like that. I feel like they're yeah. going to avoid that issue. Yeah. So that's but, but that like one, yeah. But if you talk about like uh, favelas and all that shit, like. That stuff can exist next to, like tropics, right? Yes, it can. Because I agree with you. Like one of the one of the formulas of a Far Cry game would be like tropics and uh, like deadly animals and shit like that. So mm. being in an urban setting just negates all of that. Yeah, we'll see. I've got a feeling we'll know by this time next week. Hey, <laughs> yeah, nice. All right, moving on. Uh, Next few news bits are very quick, so we'll get through them very quickly. Mafia Definitive Edition has been delayed. Did we or did we not call it last Oof. week? Maybe Good not feeling. the delay, but we, we said something was up, didn't we? We said something was up, and sure enough, yeah. that game needs more time to polish itself off. Yes, so the I think last week we reported that they were meant to have already shown off gameplay of Mafia Definitive Edition, but yeah. their gameplay reveal has now been uh, said officially to be releasing 
on July 22nd. So quite, quite a while away. Um, and the game itself was delayed from a month from August to September 25th. Yeah. So even yeah. stranger when you consider this as a part of the Mafia trilogy, a product that you can buy right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is not actually three games yet. No. In a, the, I, I want to give him the, the strangest I, fucking. I, I, I want to give him a pass though, man, because do you know what? Yeah, totally. the, the first one they had to do the most with because it was obviously it's a, you yeah. know it's a it's a redo, and the others they I mean three they barely had to do anything and they still broke it. Two they had to like <laughs> they had less to do, and one they've had a shitload to do, and we're still mired in the whole COVID thing. So yeah, you want to you want to think to yourself that Mafia Two and Mafia Three are the way they are because they're pouring all their resource into. Mafia One, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> this is a really um, important game for the Mafia franchise, and I've got everything crossed that it is as good as it has briefly looked in some of those gameplay snippets. Everything. And we've, crossed, we've yeah. all said so the one fingers, we're keenest testicles. for. We've yeah, all said that yeah. we're keenest for one, haven't we? So yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so still hopeful. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving on. Warner Brothers Games is maybe going to be bought over by Microsoft. Isn't that an interesting little tidbit? Maybe. It depends what happens. Yeah. I know there was a lot of kind of like a big question mark of like, well, if you buy Warner Brothers games, what what IPs come with it? it, it it's kind of like a sticky situation, isn't it? Yeah. So from what we understand, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment, they have a, obviously a gaming division uh, under which um, sit a lot of, Household name studios, you'd say. So amongst them, Rocksteady, who made the yep. Batman Arkham games and now allegedly working on Suicide Squad, Netherrealm of Mortal Kombat and Injustice fame, Traveller's Tales games, who do all the Lego stuff, Monolith, who do the Middle Earth stuff, Avalanche, who did Disney Infinity in the past, but of course are working on the big AAA Harry Potter open world RPG, and Warner Brothers games, Montreal, who are working on the next Batman game. So... A lot of studios working on big projects, Those a lot of those will be big games if and when they come out. The issue is, like you said, Chris, if, uh, as the reports are suggesting, Microsoft are interested in buying these studios and the other uh, publishers rumoured to be interested are Take-Two, Electronic Arts, and Activision Blizzard, the question is, what do you get? Because obviously Rocksteady, yeah. making Suicide Squad, worked on the Arkham games. Rocksteady don't own the Batman licence. Rocksteady can't just make a Batman game. So if you buy Rocksteady, you're getting an incredibly talented group of developers who can't make Batman games anymore. So then it gets into a weird question, and we'll probably find out the answer eventually. Can you buy the Warner Brothers gaming you know, section, the Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment gaming wing, and license some of those properties on top of that? I so guess they it's going to have to be, right? those games? Because Warner Brothers games is making that because Warner Brothers own the rights to those uh, yeah. franchises, right? Like Harry, Harry Potter, Batman. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. So yeah. you've got to think yeah. the price tag that they could attach to the, like, the right to use those names and things, though, is going to be bloody horrendous for whoever comes in and buys. Yeah, but it depends. It depends on how much you need, like how big your need is to sell off that. If you're thinking, oh, we're going to sell off our entire gaming division, surely yeah. you've got to say to yourself, That's well, true, yeah. that also means that we're selling the rights to making the games for these properties. Yeah, you don't want to do yourself out of a deal because you were far too you know, greedy yeah, right. when it came to the yeah. rights to use them. Yes, yeah, true. And also, hey, next time it comes that they want to make another game in that series, they come back to you and ask for you the rights to make another yeah. game. So it's almost like a prince money in the future as well. Yeah. Plus, yeah. dude, like you, you never know what kind of deals they could come up with because 
I, I was, funnily enough, I was reading an article about Bungie's deal with Activision Blizzard and how when they signed up with them, they specifically told them that they are not allowed to own the rights to Destiny. Yeah. Right. When they signed up that thing. So, you know, it could be like, hey, we'll give you, we'll sell you Warner Brothers and we'll give you the rights to those games, but you don't own the rights. We're just letting you use it. Yeah. Yeah. But then and you then, get into a weird stuff where like Warner Brothers haven't explicitly said how they want to sell these like this wing true, of yeah. this division. If the deal is that you have to buy all of it at once and there's no like buying off little bits, do Microsoft want to own Traveler's Tales games and fund the development of Lego games? Yes. Like absolutely. you have to find someone who's interested in all of it, and that's really tricky like every like phil spencer would love the next batman game to be an xbox exclusive but i don't think this is the start of that process i think it's much more complicated than I, that I, right? I i think it's more likely that microsoft buy it than any other like yeah i think it's more likely that microsoft would buy it. microsoft if they if microsoft purely wanted batman as an exclusive for xbox guess what they'll be like yeah we'll take lego as well but so then, then you're spending four four billion dollars and whatever the licensing fee is on top of that just to get Batman. Do you still do it? Yeah, because, because the point is you're still the most making expensive money from game. Those... The most expensive game of all time. No, no, because because you're you're you're, you're buying the long thing, right? Like because yeah, you're not just buying Batman. You're buying Harry Potter. You're buying the Lego games, which the Lego games are successful as well. Like, yeah. it's not like you're buying. It's not like they're baggage that you don't want. It's all no, cherries but, but, on cherry but, on top. Well, they're baggage that you don't want in that, like, if you don't want to own that studio and maintain that studio and pay the wages of hundreds of people to continue to make a pro- like, I could 100% see Microsoft looking at this package and say, "Hey, we don't want, we don't want NetherRealm." I, I completely disagree. It, ju- just in terms of Microsoft's perspective, right? Because Microsoft are buying up game devs left, right, and center. Why wouldn't they do it and say, "Hey"? Microsoft Game Studios, we fucking just bought like six new studios for it. Because it's you know, expensive. Because it's expensive. That's why. Because but, because but, they, but they, Microsoft, might, they Microsoft might. Microsoft money doesn't care. Like you're talking about Activision, uh, Activision Blizzard, I 100% agree with you. It doesn't interest them at all because they are very like single product focused, whereas Microsoft is very much spreading their bets. And I don't know. I think, I, I think in between them is probably EA who would say like, yeah, we'll buy everything, and then they'll buy it, and then they'll just spin off the other I, businesses I, to keep the, what they want. I'm of the opinion that Microsoft's willingness to throw money around and buy studios has become overstated. And I think if you look at what they've actually done, they've bought a lot of smaller studios for pretty small amounts of money and kept them on fairly small projects. And some of the bigger projects are started off by start being started up by studios that they built from the ground up, like yeah. the Coalition or the Initiative. Like, I don't think um, Double Fine were particularly expensive. I don't think Paradox were particularly expensive. I don't think Ninja Theory were particularly expensive. When you jump all the way up to Phil Spencer knocking on whatever door he has to knock on to ask for a check for $4 billion, I think that changes the conversation around exactly, like, how much money you're putting into this, the money-making potential, and the amount of studios you have to maintain and the licenses you have to maintain on top of that. I just think it gets messy... I, I'm not surprised they're interested. I just think this is messier than some people believe it to be, um, yeah. based on what I've read online. And I, I just think it's not as cut and dry as, yeah, of course we'll take him. 
I just, I, I think it's like <laughs> it's, it's never as cut as. Uh, don't, but don't get me sure. wrong. It would be the yeah. biggest power play in the world if, like, at EXO twenty twenty, they came out and said, um, "Batman, new Batman, Suicide Squad, Harry Potter RPG, Mortal Kombat twelve, Lego Star Wars Complete Saga, and uh, the ne- Middle Earth Shadow of Gollum." Are all are all exclusive to Xbox. It'd be the biggest power play in the history of video games. Yeah, but it would be, be an expe- it'd be an expensive one as well. well it's, so- it's, inter- it's interesting off the back of what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago about um, Microsoft because we were talking about how Microsoft aren't and, and I think this has been borne out like they they know that they're not going to win like a console war. That's not what they're going for. So the whole point of them now is to do the whole games of get almost games as a service to offer those titles into like the Game Pass thing to off to create gamers out of everyone. You pay for your Game Pass. And everyone has it, and you have your PlayStation is almost a separate thing to that. They're not even trying to have that fight. And if yeah. they can nail down a whole load of very well known series and offer them across, um, you know, anywhere you can play games, PCs, phones, uh, on your Xbox, hell, like even if they had a website you can go to on your PlayStation and like open up your Xbox <laughs> thing and play your Xbox <laughs> games, really they'd block it. Yeah, I think that's they're trying to do that. The interesting question about this for me as well is, and I I have no idea, but if if they buy up um, some of those licenses to make these new games, I can imagine... I can imagine they could get some of the older games tied into those deals as well so they can put those games on Games Pass and things like that. So could they put some of the older Batman games on there? They already have been. Oh, they're already... Okay, so then... I don't know if it still is, but that, like, uh, Return to Arkham bundle that was remastered was on Game Pass for ages. Right, oh, okay. So then, so if they can... If they have, like, the newest Batman game and then the Lego games and... I don't know, that to me sounds like a pretty incredible deal. I know you're right, it sounds like a lot of money, but... again, it all depends on what... This is all assuming that Warner Brothers... Microsoft say to Warner Brothers, hey, we'll buy the studios, can we have the licenses that we borrow these licenses as well? And Warner Brothers are like, yeah, sure. Like, what if I imagine more. I imagine more others don't want any of them to make any Batman games. What if one of them just like no? What was yeah. the deal that they had? What was the, I can't remember who, what the deal was, but you know where um, basically Disney licensed out the Marvel stuff, and then it, they just had it on long term lease, effectively, and then until Disney said, "Oh no, we want it back." I can imagine them doing something like that. Warner Brothers go, "Yeah, you have it for this many years, and we'll we just keep paying us annually for um, the rights to use these." I could I could totally see them doing a deal like that if they're all about the money and they know they don't lose those licenses on the yeah. long term. Yeah, this is the thing, it's, like- it's all about Microsoft's play at the moment. It's interesting because they seem to be doing. They seem to be doing very clever things, and I don't think I understand half of them. But I could easily see them doing something very clever here as well. To for sure, snap, but, but again, up. I unless I'm forgetting something, I don't think they've acquired a studio for like over a year, and even then, it was yeah. double fine for. I don't know what a double, lot smaller. Yeah, I don't know what double fine costs, but double fine doesn't cost anywhere near four billion dollars. Like this is yeah, a, sure. a tricky business proposal. But then this isn't one studio, is it? This is like this, this is a multiple lot of, this studios. Is a lot of studios. Which then goes back to what Chris and I were talking about, which is that do you take the ones you want to um, to get the ones you don't want? Like, and again, if the licenses aren't a part of this, like I'm not trying to throw shade, but yeah. people, like Rocksteady becomes a talented group of developers that don't have a game to work on. The licenses yeah. have to. I, that's yeah. I think they have to come with the licenses. Like even even if they're paying for them over a, for a specific set amount of time, but I'm kind of with Chris. I think that they buy up. I think that they take smaller studios to get the bigger studios because the smaller studios can still make the money. It's not like they're just going to lose money. Potentially, well, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's no guarantee of that. 
No, of course, of course. Okay. Also, we like to think of Microsoft as being a nice company and that they would they would not just fire shitloads of people day one. <laughs> yeah. I do we'll anyway. See. We'll see. Well, okay, so I'm trying to I'm trying to look at how much Microsoft paid for Double Fine. Okay, um, yeah, that's actually a good that'd be a good uh, uh, But I will too. say this X I'm still trying to look for it, but in the meantime, Xbox paid Starbreeze thirteen point two million for the publishing rights for Psychonauts two. Interesting. So that that would be separate to the uh, actual yeah, double because that was obviously before. That's, st- that's still a lot of money. Obviously, it's magnitudes money different to four billion, but it's still. I wouldn't have guessed the rights to publish Psychonauts were worth thirteen million, or maybe they are. But, maybe because it makes that much back. I don't, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Well, thirteen million is a lot to make back. I I felt, but you know, whatever. I guess it depends, like how much. Like, is Psychonauts going to be a sixty dollar game? Do we think? Know. If you had to guess, I I, I wouldn't say so. Because if it's if it, if Psychonauts is a sixty dollar game, that's only two hundred and sixteen thousand units, which isn't that much. We're getting into the, a weird kind of like nitty gritty. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, right, well, this is going to be a fascinating situation. Whatever, ha- whoever yeah. gets them, if anyone, because Warner Brothers might not even sell. It's going to be fascinating. Yeah, this is the thing. Uh, is it being confirmed that they want to sell, or is it just the fucking confirmed rumor? I heard someone reporting the other day that even they haven't decided yet. That they're looking yeah. at their. They basically got 165 million dollars of debt and are deciding because AT and T bought Warner, um, so this yeah. is them pulling the strings now, and they're deciding how they want to deal with that. Yeah, it's interesting. All right, well, look, uh, going from one monetary decision to another. Uh, reportedly, next-gen games are going to cost $70, and this surprises me not one little bit. What about it's, you guys? It's about time, isn't it, really? I think, I think games are creeping up. Like, well, games are they, like, they, like They've artificially to... been deflated for like such a long time. I think so, yeah. Um, I mean, the idea that you had games on the um, like PlayStation 4 that were barely more expensive than on the PlayStation 3, and they had to they had to do something because otherwise we're just going to end up with more and more and more microtransactions and yeah but i'm just thinking about it as well like DLC final, and- final fantasy 7 and uh, last of us for like the standard editions how much were they were they not 60 dollars um probably um recently they are about yeah they're about 60 dollars aren't they so more i'm just thinking like 60 so you you so because people are kind of a little bit up in arms with the oh, 70 dollars for a game and i'm just thinking to myself Dude, it's it's the fucking it's the next gen and it's a ten dollar increase. Like so? If I wanna say that if you go back and if you look at say the first era of like PlayStation and you look at how much the games were versus where how much the games have cost to produce nowadays versus then and how much we pay for games, we pay nowhere near what we should for each individual yeah. game. Um and that's not good for the for the companies because they have to try and make money in other ways. Yeah. Or they but- take a you know. The, the other the other thing that kind of again the kind of the nitty gritty of it goes by remember last week we were talking about how potentially cheap the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S could yeah be. of course yeah and uh, two hundred dollars did we say two hundred dollars for the S and four hundred dollars for the X yeah supposedly um, and one of the articles I was reading during that time when I was doing my research was saying that Microsoft aren't concerned about the cost of the hardware because they are expecting to mar- ha- have that being made up by the cost of the software. And this totally right. kind of ties into it. Yeah. I, although although the game that was shown off as being $70 was uh, 
NBA 2K. This is this is what I was going to get into. <laughs> is that I think there's kind of like there's two lines of thinking. Wow. Um, for this, he's going to pay seventy dollars. Yeah. Yeah, can you imagine seventy dollars for NBA 2K? Where they'll where you play a shell of a game where you need to <laughs> like unlock other shit with DLC. Yeah. Um. I I think like it, it's basically. There's the side of it that there's kind of what you guys are talking about with inflation and the cost of games, right? Which is yeah. that absolutely, whether based on like the rate of the the rate that games prices should have increased based on inflation, um, and how expensive games are to make nowadays compared to before, they should absolutely cost seventy dollars, um, which is sixty five pounds for us here. Yeah. There's the flip side of it, which is that I think gamers nowadays more and more want to see where that money is going and know that kind of like it's they want if if this is the games industry pushing back and saying no we need more money per game what people want to see is that okay are you going to put that money into increased development time to reduce crunch for your employees are you going to make more rounded and complete experiences that don't rely on dlc or microtransactions or season passes and so on and so forth and i think what people are getting riled up about and you kind of hit the nail on the head with the fact that it's NBA spearheading this is that <laughs> there's been no indication that that's going to be the case. We're still going to get products that might be broken at launch or filled with microtransactions at launch and so on and so forth and be paying yeah. that $10 more. So it really is essentially just a delayed adjustment for inflation. And for as much as that does make economic sense, I can see why for some people it doesn't sit super well where they, because it's kind of like the question of like, okay, this is going to be a jump where one month they cost 60, one month where they cost 70. Is where yes, does yeah. that extra money go? Cuz if the answer yeah. is it's just in the pockets of the suits at the top, then that's frustrating. And I do understand 100%, that. 100%. No yeah, matter how 100%. justified it is economically, if there's no evidence to suggest that the extra millions of dollars they start making overnight is going to the actual developers themselves or the quality or completeness of the game, then I can see where the frustration arises from. Yeah. That. But that, that's only that's assuming there is i mean i don't i know they make money but that's assuming at the moment there is there is that they're, they're or that sorry that once the jump happens they will be making hundreds of millions of extra dollars because obviously some games i, I, I said make, i said millions didn't say hundreds of millions so, a million. i don't think anyone's always, gonna make hundreds of millions of extra dollars out of this off of, t- off of you'd ten dollars you have to make tens of you said tens of millions yeah. of extra well, copies. there's there's the issue with like uh supply and demand right the the higher things go the less demand you should have for them because yeah it, it, if if a person has, let's say they only have $120 a month that they have to spend on games, in the current generation, they're buying two games. In the next generation, they're buying one game and holding off. For sure, yeah. You know, so so what you could, you could say that, yes, the games are higher, but are they still going to see this, the same kind of, of purchasing? I mean, look, games like, let's say, we saw it with Last of Us Part Two, regardless of the, the critical reception of it, it's fucking selling like fucking hotcakes, right? Yes. So certain games, it doesn't matter how much you 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 charge them at, that they're going to sell. And actually, NBA is kind of a game like that. Because if you're into NBA and you like NBA 2K, it doesn't fucking matter what it is. You're yeah. buying that annual thing. It'll be the same with FIFA. When FIFA is inevitably yeah. announced at $70, People aren't going to go. Well, that's I'm going to stop buying FIFA for the first time in yeah, 15 exactly. years. <laughs> exactly. Your your Call of Duties, your your big first party PlayStation titles yeah. like The Last of Us or or a, a sequel to God of War. Like it, people are going to pay that, but it's more a case of the other kind of games. 
100%. Do they still come out as the 70? Like if 70 is the baseline, because obviously we know with like some of the remasters and the remakes, they're coming in at like, I don't know, $35 somewhere there because obviously less development time on new IPs, etc. But for the new IPs that are there that aren't these big heavy hitters, I think it's going to be difficult for them at 70. I guess at the same time, I I get it. But it gets insanely tricky as well because you can take a game like Warzone, obviously, which is not like a standalone, or is now, but wasn't like a wholly created standalone thing, um, or Apex, that are free because they know they're going to make so much money on the back end. Like you're saying, that if they're free, so many people are going to play them and and put money into them, battle pass, etc., that they're going to make shitloads of money. If that game was $70 on release, no one plays it or a very small number of people play it. FIFA is a game that they probably make so much money on the back of their packs and things that arguably maybe they could do it for free um, and get a lot more people playing FIFA. Well, that, that, that's been my whole conspiracy theory, right? My, my, my crystal ball gazing, because I, I, love, I love gazing at balls. It was uh, <laughs> saying that FIFA will go free to play, but Jamie disagrees with me. And, and I completely agree with Jamie's reasoning to it. Because it's people like, will pay it, so why? Because, because people will pay it. Yeah, FIFA sells t- tens of millions of copies and is on an upwards tra- trajectory yes, year yeah. on year. In Europe, it's like pretty much... Take out Call of Duty and Rockstar, it's the biggest game in the entire continent. Yes. Like, yeah. And to multiply that, whatever that number is, by £50, $60, 60 euros, it's a lot of money. That's a lot of, it's a lot of nuts. But that's... Yeah. See, that's <laughs> yes, Jamie! <laughs> that is a lot of nuts. But see, that's where I think your point, Jamie, gets interesting because FIFA like, is, should be a game that doesn't do the $70 jump because they're already making a shit ton of money out of it. But you take a God of War, you take a Last of Us Part Two, they only make money on the sales of the games at the shop on the e-store. Yeah. You know, so those games absolutely yeah. are going to have to go up in price. Otherwise, you don't get a 25-hour single-player um, story-led campaign. Yeah. So it's, it's, so, it's so weird. I don't know how they figure you know oh this game's free this game's not this game has um smart smarter, smarter people than us figure that shit out. <laughs> are they smarter or they or are they skeezy filthy okay. thieves <laughs> uh, both both i think yeah, you, you to have be to fair. be both to work in games nowadays yeah, yeah. Like if you, so if you said to me cyberpunk is going to be a 70 dollars game are you going to buy it i'm like yes of course i'm going to buy it if you said to me are you going to spend 70 dollars on this kind of um should be free to play battle royale game i'm like no of course not i'm just going to play a free to play battle royale game that's wicked like why yeah. would i do that? but but you, you'd be okay. see this is this, like it's so interesting isn't it but you'll play that free to play game and if you really resonate with it You'll spend the seventy dollars on because that's what I do with Dota, right? Like my dude, sure. I've put I've put thirty quid into um, Warzone on battle passes so yeah, far, yeah. so you know. Yeah, and and how much did you put into uh, Star Citizen? Again, that isn't even out yet. So six seventy seventy five ah. eighty quid or something. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. sorry, no. Like, Chris isn't just asking about the last month. He's talking about total. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know? Actually, I forgot. I did. I also paid for their. Um, they do like a. Uh, monthly um, subscription thing where you get other stuff if you subscribe. And I think I must have spent about 15 quid on that as well. So it's more like 85 to 90 quid on a game which has been in development for eight years and, um, and there's no sign up. of being released anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fascinating. All right. Well, look, that, that kind of concludes the, the new segment. We have one more segment for you and it's a follow-on from last week's segment. So with that, I'm going to say take it away, Alex Jones, for Haiku Corner. This is Haiku Corner. Okay, so we we have a jingle now as well. Oh, nice. So, uh, well, you know, a little a little theme. So here's the here's the lovely little theme. 
all the way from uh, Crail on our um, it's our very, Patreon. That's what it, that's what it was. It's very zen. It is very zen. Zen. Okay, I've got a couple of um, haikus for you here. I hope they're all haikus. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry. I think we all need to thank Crail for that little. Thank little you, Crail. Yeah, thank you, Crail. Wow, Jamie was full of energy there. Brimming with beans. All right, let's go. Let's, I'm, let's still hear some di- I'm still trying to digest the majesty of that little jingle. That's <laughs> what I'm kind of like, I'm processing. Oh my God. All right, <laughs> hit us up with the first haiku, Jonesy. Let me firstly say, I hope these are all haikus because last time someone said they did one, it wasn't a haiku and it sounded like one and I put it in. But I'm going to do these, I think, are all haikus anyway. So from Kerry Baldino, all week long I wait, watch Jonesy infuriate. Five star pod indeed. I like Very it. Very nice. I like it. Very I nice. Like that, yeah. From ASB64, Jamie's a shitbag. People are trying their hardest. I don't mean it, though. <laughs> Calling I mean, that's my, fav- my favourite one so far. Although he did um, bring it back, but he started it off really strong. He did. Me and ASB64 have an ongoing love-hate <laughs> relationship. And you know what? If he thinks I'm a shitbag, then I guess maybe he's right. Uh, and then I have wow. two. I've got two from Peaswood, okay? So, um, oh, yes. Uh, Haiku Corner is classy. Jamie's mad. Rules, rules, rules. Follow them now. I agree. I agree, with, I agree with the last line. I think he's onto something there. Rules are made to be followed. <laughs> rules, rules, rules. I, I guess that goes back to you trying to understand the uh, the rhythm and timing of it. And actually, our good old uh, friend from earlier in the ep- uh, in this episode with the comment of the week, Andy Koyama says, "By the way, Jamie is right about the syllables in Japanese. I think of it as a rhythmic language." Com- composed of same length beats rather than syllables in western languages so as an example he gives a temper trap which was our code word temper trap would be seven beats not three syllables because it would be temper trap it should be four syllables um no ten ten rapu. ten no no so yeah so i'm saying yeah so that would be seven beats ten Mm, per, yes, what I was saying is ten. Oh, seven, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. I see. Ah, ten patarapu. I'm glad so, yeah. I was right. I was trying. I was trying to double down the fact that I wasn't being racially insensitive, and actually, that 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 is, that is what <laughs> I think the Japanese language does. But there you go. Yeah. Thank you, Andy. And Andy, Andy Koyama as well. Uh, you know, might be a bit racial in saying that he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. That's that's really interesting because, of course, we just assume <laughs> languages will work the same way. But there you go. That's an in, in, very, well, I don't, very I don't, interesting tidbit. I don't assume that. I can no. speak three languages and they're all different. So, yep, I remember. No, no, I, I mean with the, with the highest syllables versus like on a common beat, which is really interesting. It's Afrikaans. Uh, is Afrikaans like syllables? Do they have syllables in Afrikaans? I mean, yeah. All, all languages have <laughs> syllables if you take the meaning of what a syllable is. No, but this, I think he's saying that rather than <laughs> different length syllables, like Japanese has a beat. Like a, it's almost like rhythmic, like musical. Yeah, like but I think he's saying specifically for a haiku, they are looking at the the beats. So if they talk about seven beats, it's not seven syllables. So syllables right. still exist in. Oh, they still okay. They have both. Weird. Yeah, sh- I don't understand languages. I don't know. Asian languages are really weird. weird. I I, re- I was reading some shit about South Korean the other day, and they have it's a meant whole to be weird- one of the easiest languages to learn, right? Oh, dude, it was going over my head because they have this whole system of like how what you're saying changes for who you're talking to. And there's weird stuff like we're all used to some like there are some European languages that have like formal and informal things like yeah. French. Um, when you're talking to someone like ra- rather than saying like you singular, you might use you plural 
as yeah, like a Simon more Creek, yeah. yeah you informal way of doing it um like south korean has full-on systems of like not quite class but like are they older than you or younger than you and are you trying to be formal or informal and like it completely changes the way certain sentences are structured and it was going over my head didn't understand yeah. it at all i like that english is just such a messed up bastardized <laughs> language that it's just it's it's so it makes easy, learning other language it makes other learning other languages really hard i think i think because english know, like, is we, such a melting yeah. pot yeah. We we think about like some Asian languages like Japanese and Chinese to be like or, or say call it Mandarin or whatever to be like really fucking difficult. They find English super difficult. It's because it doesn't make any sense because you've got it, the, this is a rule, this is a rule. When's it not a rule? And when it's not a rule, but then it's not a yeah. rule. Yeah, we can't do this. It's like I before E except after C is. Uh, it, it's actually the rule is more the. It, it's like the rule is actually the exception rather than yeah. the rule because of how many examples there's more examples of it not being that than there are of that happening exactly and that's one that we're raised on like you go to school in in england and like you speak english but you're taught little rules like chris just said i before he except after c and it's wrong yeah but that's because uh, most of the time for people that don't know like for people that don't know English is just a mixture of so many other languages that the rules work when you're talking about the roots from one language but as soon as you switch <laughs> into like Germanic yeah. versus Latin or something like that then you get um it doesn't work because those roots of the languages are different so it's, yeah. it's not that is it is that we've got weird words that are all mixed up from other places we do have weird words yeah. anyway i think um, uh, two more two more haikus yes. let me do Go the last it. two Go for it. Uh, so this is also from Peaswad. Jonesy antagonizer Chris smooth talk Jamie knowledge and anger <laughs> I mean, yeah. Pete's one's got that's... a certain style to his ones. Yeah, very I think, I think that was pretty spot on, though, don't you? Um, uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wish. <laughs> I don't know how comfortable I feel with anger being one of my defining characteristics. Like knowledge I, was was first. Knowledge was the primary even, characteristic. That, that's inaccurate as well. Like, if you were to sum up me in two words, I'd like to think neither knowledge nor anger would come to mind. <laughs> hmm. I'm, okay, not, well, I'm not knowledgeable, well, and I'm generally okay, speaking give, not give, angry. give yourself. Give yourself, sum yourself up in two words then. Fat and lazy? I don't know. Wow. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, this last one is from me and references something we've already mentioned. Oh, hold on, on the Alex podcast. Jones, you wrote a haiku. I've got a haiku. What um, an excellent way to one. end the show. Ellie and Joel stuff is making people crazy. Spoiler cast real soon. I like there it. There Fucking you go. Yes, smash little, the little, pl- little plug. Little plug. Little plug. <laughs> and I that's think it. that's 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 the code word. Little plug. Little plug. Little plug. It's gone full circle because people are going to get creative with that one. Little, little plug. plug. There we go. Little well, anyway, plug. yes, thank you so much. That is today's episode, and we are clocking in at. Hold on, where's my fucking timer? It's disappeared on me. Hold on. Probably an oh. hour forty. One forty-six. It's, it's getting so better. You know, we sh- we're, getting... Sh- we're shaving fifteen minutes off every week until we get to a normal level. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, with that, thank you so much for watching. If you're watching on YouTube or listening, if you're listening on a podcast platform of your choice, if you're listening on a podcast platform of your choice that lets you leave a review or a star rating, as uh, some may say, then please do leave us a five star rating because we are a five star podcast, and I will accept no substitutions. Uh, on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, and we got lots more goodness coming for you. More podcasts, obviously, because that's all we've doing lately but hopefully a couple of other things sprinkled through um yeah and you know if you are kind enough to want to see us continue doing what we are doing with as little stress as possible in our personal lives then head on over to patreon.com forward slash super show and show your support 
And with that, I'm going to say little plug. Thank you very much for watching. We'll see you later. Bye. See ya.